Oh my god, you're listening to the Deep Purple Podcast. You're listening to the Deep Purple Podcast, a fan podcast about one of the most legendary bands of all time, Deep Purple. We take a look at the music, history, and people behind the band Deep Purple and beyond. Welcome to the Deep Purple Podcast, the first and only podcast devoted to one of the greatest bands in rock history, Deep Purple. Today's episode is episode number 252, Bernie Marsden and About Time 2. And coming to you from the timely suburbs of Chicago, I'm your host, Nathan Beaudry. And coming to you from the suburbs of Providence, I'm your co-host, John Mardi Gramatola. <laughs> And coming to you from the nocturnal suburbs of Stockholm, I'm Jonathan. Hello, motherfuckers, Hedlin. Well, Bruce Dickinson. It's funny because that was not a thing at all until you made it a thing. <laughs> and then suddenly one of our biggest newspapers had that as a headline. Bruce Dickinson, sometimes I just want to go, hello, motherfuckers. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so they listen to our show. Later, too. Yeah. Uh, Bruce never disappoints. <laughs> He can always Glad read the room. <laughs> <laughs> like Nelson. Or no, Jimbo. Jimbo Jones. That's it. <laughs> All right, John, Mardi yeah. Gras, what's 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 going on? All right. Well, Ooh. let me see. By the time this comes out, right, we'll be in uh we'll be in February, right? Yeah, this is gonna come out on Abraham Lincoln's birthday. Okay. Oh, and my okay. and my dad's birthday. Oh right, yes. And um yeah, who your dad and then who was that other guy? <laughs> <laughs> Abraham um, Lincoln. <laughs> um, but yeah, so as we as we know um, here in uh, in uh, the the U.S., uh, Mardi Gras is uh, celebrated in uh, in uh, February. But uh, this also starts my new my new theme. So I was thinking, you know, I used to do all the Rhode Island facts. Mm -hmm. you know that you guys kind of lamented how I kind of stopped doing that. So I decided that I'm going to do all 50 states. All 50 states? Yeah, okay. so one fact from each. So uh, Mardi Gras so you're starting was, with Louisiana? Uh, no, Alabama, home what? to America's first Mardi Gras celebration in Mobile. Really? Yep. I did and, not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either until just now. So we're all going to learn something over wow. the next many weeks and I may I may diverge if something really good comes up but the other thing about this is if I go alphabetically uh, then you'll Connecticut lose your will place. be Connecticut will be in five weeks so stay oh. tuned <laughs> home of uh, home of many patrons yes so who knows I might be John the John something big <laughs> John but off Williams Matola <laughs> Uh, oh my god but yes so well, anyways um yeah i, I, I could have gone with more Rhode island facts but that was so a few years ago we're, we're moving I thought on you just ran out it's not that big right no that's, yeah <laughs> no, it's true no, it's it's not. Not. he actually yeah. covered every fact <laughs> so figured, yeah he ran out he ran probably, only, yeah, probably could have covered every fact so there's only 30 or 40 facts yeah you guys could come back to me and uh just be like all right this was a colossal failure but i'm going to try and Stay on, stay on point with this one. All right. Well, yeah, and you're in, you're in alphabetical order, so you can't lose your place. So, yep. So, welcome. hey, Alabama. Welcome to uh, Jonathan, our uh, uh, our good friend, a good friend from Sweden, who we haven't out on the show in I don't know 
some amount of time. I don't remember. We did yeah, an episode. I mean, it melts together because we do talk a lot, right? Yeah, we mm, talk like every day, so it feels like you're on every yeah. episode. So, but it was a while. It was before So Far So Pod So What. That's right, mm, yes. That's been mentioned on the show not as often as I mention you guys, and that's, you know, it just happens. Like almost every episode of that show. But I think it's because you're huge Megadeth fans, and also I listen to you every week talking, so I very often mention it, as often as Nick, Pot of Thunder. Yeah. For some reason, he always gets in there as well, but uh, yeah, it's that's the news. Yeah, Megadeth I'm, I'm looking forward well, to being so. on, on the show at some point. Yeah, whenever we've got time, because we oh. are... Very, I mean, you guys do take your time as well, but me and Greg is usually three hours when we <laughs> get going. It's very long. Really yeah, like, I mean, John, when you were on our show, John, that was also a long one. Yes. Yeah, well, there were a yes. lot of people. <laughs> there were a lot of people yeah. involved in that episode. So, yeah. But it's our, our number one episode, though, streaming wise. Yeah. So it the, was worth it. You got the Matola oh, yeah. bump. That's true. Yeah, that's right. That's true. That Haskin got the Haskin cast got the Matola bump too. That's so right. See, I'm, anything I touch turns to gold. <laughs> John Midas Matola here. It yeah, might be Kiss. Yeah, one, I think not to not to rain on your parade, but I think Kiss is <laughs> is one of those magnets. I think. Yeah, all the mm, people listening to those episodes are like, ah, these guys don't know what they're talking about. There, that was wrong. That didn't happen on that day. You can <laughs> you tell because they were wearing your- different costumes. Do you oh get God. a lot of that on your, on your, in your emails and whatnot, in your DMs? Do you get a lot of that? Like, you got this wrong, you got that wrong? Because I don't really. Uh... No, not, no. The, the Deep Purple people are pretty cool. And when we do get something wrong, they're usually like... Um, Respectful. Yeah, they're usually, yeah, yeah they're not like, oh, you... Th- th- we do get that, though. Like, oh, these guys... Cl-. My, my favorite is, these guys claim to be experts. <laughs> <It's> like, no, <laughs> we're quite the opposite. Once. We you never. never <laughs> no, at the very beginning, you went out of your way to let people know we're not experts. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll literally be like, "This is the first time we've ever heard this album. We don't know anything about this band." Like, "Oh, you guys say you're experts, but you got this wrong." <laughs> what are you talking about? We don't. <laughs> what was the one you told me about that somebody had said that about? Uh, it was it was a recent episode, like within the past couple of months, and and we were just cracking up about it because it's like. At the beginning of the episode, didn't we literally say that we've never, we yeah, didn't think, know I, anything about I, the album or the Yeah, I think it was an album that neither of us had ever heard before. And like, we yeah. were coming in fresh to it, and they're just like, oh, what a couple of These experts. so-called experts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by you. I don't know. Um, mm, but yeah. anyway. Yeah, this, well, I mean, I think most of the shows, right, they have disclaimed that. We never disclaimed that, but we never had that problem. But with the, I don't know, with the Maiden thing, usually someone would just compliment or not compliment, but add to. Yeah. You know, if you have a fact, they will add to it. Like, okay, in fact, it was even deeper than that. It was like this. Because yeah, yeah. So nerdy get a lot of that. that, and that's cool. And I'm, I'm sure you get that. But that's how you learn, really. Yeah, and it's that, a good like thing of some stupid shit out and see when you know if someone corrects yeah. you. It's usually a good thing. It's a it's a good, good mix of like things it. that was in my show notes that I forgot to mention, or like things I just never knew, and they they add to it. So it's pretty cool. Well, but um, other than that, I saw Deep Purple since last also for the first time in my life. So that that's cool. right. Yes, Ooh, how was I that? filmed. It was really cool. You can watch on YouTube. I filmed the keyboard solo and Perfect Strangers. That's because uh, you talked about that before too, right? With the camera. What I do is I never use my phone during the show except for one song that I pick, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I filmed the entirety of it. Because before you had like these twenty-five seconds of a song, and it's like, oh, I want to hear you know the solo or whatnot. So yeah. that's what I did for that, and I put it up so you can like you know 
have some of the experience I had. But it was nice. really cool. And Gillan, he's old, right? He's like, he was born 45, I think. Yeah, 70, she's going to be 78 this year, right? Yeah. So like both his demeanor I'm and singing, Ooh. way younger than him, you know. The mm. way he just acts, he's very relaxed. He just walks about and, uh, you know, the kind yeah. of dad dance happens. <laughs> yeah, and, he shuffles uh, around a little bit. And the the only problem is like Highway Star, they should actually put that one to bed, I think. Love the song, but it's tough for him to sing it. Yeah, like, he's hard, struggling man. from start to finish. At least he did when I saw them. But other than mm. that, amazing show, really. Very impressive. Mm. And finally, I got to see Pace. That was the important. See Pace, he oh. played drums. And uh, it was as good as... Mm. Oh, uh, yeah. As you could dream of. Really. And he's somebody what else that's like so super, super relaxed, you know. Yeah, very laid back swing and still like that power, you know. Yeah, yeah and he's, so was, he's got great. a pretty soft touch with the drums, but like, but, but power too. He's really dynamically yeah, he's got, like, very huge interesting. cymbals, right? So he doesn't yeah. have to hit them that hard. He can kind of work the, the acoustics of them in a very musical way, I think. Yep. Uh, but I don't know about these drum shells. If they're huge or, you know, Bonham huge or a bit smaller, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Big symbols, really big symbols. Crash is like a 24, you know. <laughs> yeah, better to, you know, hide. But like uh, that, there was that show where Ringo had a, uh, there was a death threat against Ringo when they were, when they were still torn all over the world. And he said he had his, he had his symbols like... <laughs> Like perfectly, like yeah, yeah. perpendicular to the ground, like as a shield. So he's hitting the symbols. It is metal. They do that with the toms, you know. Yeah, toms exactly. Like binoculars in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> binoculars. Yeah, good luck taking a shot at an '80s drummer. Mm. Yep. Couldn't get a shot in on Neil Peart. Um, Looked cool though. I like those spaceship drum setups. They look cool. Oh yeah, it's completely encased. Like there's like there's like eight bass drums, so you can do double bass no matter where you're positioned. Oh well, then we're getting into pervert territory. I think that's like that's uh, that's perverse. When you got more than two eight, two kick drums, you're like you got two legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, well. Um Hey, folks, uh, we are coming at you as a show that is 100% listener supported and ad free. So if you receive some value for our show, please consider giving us some value back. You can support our show a number of ways. One is by leaving us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Two is by buying some merch at our Etsy store. You can also become a patron on Patreon or on PayPal for as little as one dollar a month. Have access to our patrons only discord. Um, And you can also get a link to the rating spreadsheet. And you can donate on Cash App using dollar sign DPPOD or support us on Kofi. So thank you very much to all of you for your support. Um, you can also check out some like-minded shows, including two by our, our guest host, Jonathan, uh, which is Made in A to Z and So Far So Pod So What, the Megadeth podcast. Um, and he will be... Uh, uh, he'll be on that network with us there at Deep Purple Pod. I'm ssorry, Deep Dive Podcast Network dot com. <laughs> um, I own all the deep dot coms. Um, upcoming shows. Um, as of the release of this, I will have already attended uh, John's birthday show John, uh, for Glenn Hughes with some patrons, but I don't have a re. A re uh, a recap for you because it hasn't actually happened yet. So <laughs> in a couple of weeks, I will have that for you. Uh, but uh, Vi Satriani playing in Chicago. Uh, buy some tickets. Come meet me there um, or contact me if you're interested. I might have tickets left. I might have them. Uh, it's still kind of up in the air. So it's going to be kind of a first come first serve thing. Are they playing the same show, Nate? I got to ask because I've been thinking about this every time. Are they playing the same show or are they 
sharing like they have a show each um no they're they're actually they're, i think they're playing together i so i think they're gonna, cool. i think it's going to really be kind of cool. like they each have their own band and but they're going to be kind of like playing together and it's going to be kind of like g3 but i guess g2 <laughs> from well, I what i understand G2, they did like a tune right they did a tune together all of them which was mm. like the you know the fun number but yeah. it'd be cool if they shared like i don't know five six seven eight songs i'm sure there'll be some fun like you know, mm-hmm. shared guitar wankery going sure. on. I think they did that before. Smoke on the Water was the song for like bringing everyone up. Oh, and really? Soloing. And, yeah, Does anybody, yeah. Does anybody can play it? <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Never seen either of them live, so that'd be really cool. Um, all right. So um, here we are. Bernie Marsden's first solo album. Um, this kind of came about in a weird way, but um, I think I know the answers to this already, but uh, John, any any in, uh, experience with Bernie Marsden solo or this particular album? Um, I don't actually. I had to um, I had to look it up really quick uh, prior to the show uh, to see um, what what album it was. I, I assumed it was his first because we hadn't done uh, his solo stuff before. So um, uh, yeah, so I actually um, haven't really heard any of his solo albums um i i might have like in the um the later 90s or 2000s or whatever i think i think i did pick up one but overall like no i've only heard him in really in white snake and then of course the other stuff that we heard uh for his tribute episode or and you know uh that kind of thing so not not familiar at all but i don't know i i as as i always Say as a disclaimer, I could be wrong. There could be something in there. We're like, hey, I heard that before. So we'll see. All right. And Jonathan? Mm, we did the Martin Birch special that was supposed to be like a relaxed summer holiday thing that my friend Matthias wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It ended up in like being seven hours. <laughs> like a lot of work. <laughs> but, but that like made me... Uh, now I'm quite familiar with everything he produced, almost. You know, at least bits of it, and half of it you had already done. Really, you had done a lot of of those albums. I had, you know, came in with that. But this one was included in our. We had this like a song example from this one. Mm-hmm. I think second last song, penultimate track of uh-huh. the record. Yeah, and that's still the only song I've heard. I've listened. I listened to bits today, but I figure like, ah, I shouldn't spoil the you know the first listen just to have listened once. It's not going to bring me any more real knowledge. So yeah, it's better yeah. to come in and be a blank page, I think, which is kind of the case. Uh, and then we actually, when we started that series, he was still alive, I think. Mm, so yep. in the middle of it, I had to record a, a new intro for an episode, kind of, you know, paying tribute to the rest in peace and, and all that, and you know, kind of dedicating the episode to him. And um, of course, there were quite a few guys that we talked about that had died, but they, this happened during the production sure, of sure. that series. So, um, and that's, I think, when you and started talking about doing this episode, so... Back yeah, you, you kind of sent me that track and we, we shared a little bit. And then I listened to the, I listened to the whole album a couple of times, but it was very like distracted listening, doing things. So like, um, yeah, I feel like this is going to, this is going to be my first real serious listen to it as well. So um, obviously huge Bernie Marsden fan and love everything that he does. So um, uh, before we get into that and kind of, kind of break down the beginning parts of the album, and it's not really much I have as a background. Um, but we'll get into track by track who all the uh, the players are on this album because it's an impressive 
uh, lineup. Uh, but before we do that, we want to thank our executive level patrons coming in at the in memoriam tier, the wonderful late Gerald Jerry Kelly. At the $25 Uncommon Man tier, we have Ovis Nakfi and Purple Maniac. At the 15 Squid tier, we have Alan. At the $10 Good Doctor tier, we have Dr. Mike Catan. At the Turn It Up to $11 tier, Clay Wambacher, Frank Teelgard, Mortensen, Mickelstein, Will Porter, PHDPP, and Michael Bagford. And at the $10 Someone Came tier, we have Ryan M., Jeff Bryce, Victor Campos, Better Call Saul Evans, and Peter from Illinois. And at the Hughes-Oween by 2033 tier, we have Fielding Fowler. All right. Thank you to all of you for your generous support of the Deep Purple podcast. Um, All right. So and about time Two is the name of the album. Um, And uh, well, you know, I won't even get into the. The the cast of characters on this album, because it changes every song. So on every song, I can kind of announce it. There's a lot of different uh, different folks, but obviously we already even without any of the deep purple crossovers, we could have strong enough connections with just Bernie Marsden to do this episode. But you'll see um, how many deep purple crossovers there are as we get into it. Um, But yeah, talking about the album, we've got um, it is produced by Martin PC Birch. Um, he's using the PC police constable, um, nickname on this one. Um, I don't know if that's because of a recent run in with the law. There's usually a story behind his, do you know the story on that one? Uh, no PC From, principal. I thought of right now, <laughs> the politically correct. Principal oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think they had that term. <laughs> yeah. With those fat sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great character, but no, I actually don't know the story. I know a few of them, like five or six from doing that series. Uh, but they're all kind of silly. It's usually about him acting like a five-year-old yeah. in some context. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we get to the uh, the album cover here, which is kind of a, a good one. I like this one. Um, if you guys want to tell me what you think of the album cover here for uh, And About Time 2. Oh boy, another another literal album cover. <laughs> Yes, very literal. I feel like I feel like every time we see these uh, these guitar player albums, like the one that we saw with uh, the the Gary Moore debut, where he where he's just like, um, oh, back on the streets, and he's like, back on the streets, <laughs> and he's he's like being released from prison, and this one's like about time too, and he's like by a time clock. It's just like it's and I don't a, know. It's just it's so and funny. his boss has his phone has his uh, watch out, and he's like pointing to the time <laughs> on his watch. Yeah, yeah, I actually. I actually think that that's kind of cool, though, because it's it, it, it's kind of like literal, but it's it's it, it's kind of funny because it's telling a, a bit of a story, like with the boss being like, you're late, Bernie. <laughs> yeah, plus he's wearing this like white coat. So it's, you get a feeling of maybe earlier industrial times or something, you know, when the boss is like all uh, above He's the professor of, of whatever they're doing. I don't know. I get. The, I also see a story in it, and it goes back in time a little bit. I don't know. But yeah, maybe it's just a sepia. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a. It looks like a like a lab coat or something. Yeah, right. but it doesn't and, look and, like a lab. It looks like a dirty like like a like a dirty garage or a factory or something. Yeah, and Bernie's got the the coveralls on, so he looks like it could be like he's yeah like he's working on a car. You got the old 
time clock there. Plus that sepia tone kind of gives you that back in time look, even though this was like what, 79. So it wasn't like it was Mm -hmm. the other day, but still my first restaurant job, I had a time clock like that with the little punch cards and you'd ching. Oh yeah. My first job too. Yeah. But my second job, we had a punch card. Yeah. yeah. I think it was digital. My question is this. So it's what it's, it's a little, it's, it's about eight fifty two or so and the, and the guy's pointing to so what time was he supposed to be and it looks like he's punching in early to, oh maybe he's upset that he's like punching in early and well, milking he, the well either time. that or he's like he's 52 minutes yeah. late <laughs> yeah that's yeah. i guess <laughs> he should have been there at eight <laughs> yeah 22 he's very late at yeah least. yeah i guess it could be no he's clearly late he's a guitar player you know but yeah that's true. <laughs> <He's eight. laughs> and, and, and bernie looks like he has like no respect for this dude he's like uh but I, I no. like the, the maybe the kind of double meaning of the album. I'm assuming since it's his solo album, it's it's a kind of and about time I have a solo album yeah. too. So yep. I I kind of like that. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's, it, it yeah, looks like, like I can't tell if he's like holding on to himself or he's it like, looks almost like he's pointing at himself. Like who me? <laughs> Am I late? <laughs> He's defending his honor, I yeah. think. You know, he's just what? like, I'm a rock star. I'm a rock star. I'm going to like show you very soon. Yeah. That's the face he's making. There's no remorse in his eyes, is there? No, no. very little. Not really. No guilt. You wonder if he no, ever had, like, because like, he was in, I mean, this is 79. He'd been playing in bands forever at this point. So, like, did he ever have a job where he had to punch in? Mm, I would know. guess probably not, or maybe in the early days to support himself before music but that's me just guessing i have his book back here and i actually looked through it i can't find any reference in the book of this album at all really weird really yeah like i you know sometimes i'll just gloss over an album in two or three pages but this had nothing that i could find unless i'm missing it tell me if if you've got a copy and you and i'm just missing it but i mean i've read some some uh, autobiographies uh where it's very curious that whoever's writing it will just skip over like complete albums yeah. that they've done in your, even like a paragraph would be like, Oh, and it, they don't include it. And it, it could have been something like that for time. Maybe he just was like, yeah, this isn't really worth writing about uh, for whatever reason. I don't know. That'd be great. Like I, if I was like Paul McCartney, I'd write an autobiography of just with all this, like, like completely meaningless, like just like inconsequential stuff. And I'm like, Oh yeah. And then we headed to the studio and did Sergeant Pepper. Anyway, after that, you know, just like breeze over these things everyone wants to know about. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. That would be great if you had like a biography of somebody of that stature and they just glossed over their biggest album. Yeah. At this time, I was really getting into, uh, I don't know, tw- like uh, model trains and starts talking about that. But, uh, like, talk about Sergeant Pepper, you son of a bitch. <laughs> there's enough, there's enough that. books about it already. So that's the album cover. Or you said it wasn't the first, right? Because I always thought this was the first with the title and about time too. Yeah, this is the first. This is the first. Um, He, uh, I guess he was still in White Snake. This came out in '79, Mm -hmm. um, but not much else about it that I can find. All right. So his first solo project as Bernie Marsden. Correct. Yeah, but he'd done a bunch of albums with. Yeah. So it's not. Yeah. Well, we know it's not his first album by any means that he's been on just his his album right um right we got the inside here it's got it's got the lineup um so it's got it looks like 
his uh, his punch card there. It's pretty 930, 940, 1050, 939. So I don't it's know. like one and a half hours to two hours late daily. <laughs> yeah. Assuming he's supposed <laughs> to be there at eight. Really yeah. starts at eight, right? Obviously it starts at eight. Jeez, yeah. no wonder that doctor slash mechanic was pissed. Yeah, I'd be pissed uh, too, I furious. guess. furious. <laughs> um, so you got that. Then on the other side of the, the, the album liner, you've got another time time card, but this one has the, the, the songs and the length of the songs. Um, and then it's got all of these live shots of people that are on the album. Um, I'm seeing but, some familiar faces already, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy. Yeah, we've got Bernie front and center. We've got Neil Murray, Cozy, Ian Pace, John Lord. Um, is that Simon Phillips? Yeah. Um, Jack Unmistakable Bruce. Cozy. Jack yeah. Bruce. Yep. So. Wow. So quite a uh, quite a lineup. On this yeah, album. this is. Um, I mean, already uh, the uh, very interesting album art. Uh, yeah, and, I'd never seen this backside. I quite like it. I have to say. Yeah, no, I think it's it's pretty it's pretty cool. I like the whole time clock theme and how it's got the songs on the punch card and everything on the back, and then the the live shots. Uh, not groundbreaking by any means, but very cool. Probably because I've never seen it. But and the art direction for this was done by um, John. I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong. Paskey or Pash Pash. Um, who did the Rolling Stones Sticky Fingers album, the Goat's Head Soup album. So some uh, pretty huge, iconic album covers in his catalog, as as well as a bunch of other things. The uh, design for the album cover was done by uh, Shoot That Tiger, which we've mentioned before, is a a design house that did uh, Live in the Heart of the City and a bunch of other album covers. And the photography was done by Brian Griffin, who... um, did a bunch of album covers, including uh, one for Depeche Mode, which we talked about in the Discord, how um, the number one thing that Deep Purple fans know about Depeche Mode is they're always in the way of looking for Deep Purple albums when you're at a record store. <laughs> um, that's true. That is true. It's <laughs> true. So like, get out of here. You get out of here. Get these things yeah. out of here. Uh, but looking he also did the cover head. for uh, Joe Jackson's, um, uh, oh, which album was it? Uh, shoot, I'm losing, I'm losing the... Uh, I can't think of it. The, the one that's got just his feet on the cover. Uh, Look Sharp, I think, is the name of it, right? Um, so I love that album. Um, and he did that album cover as well. So pretty good uh, pretty good pedigree. And as I said, Martin P.C. Birch uh, produced it. Uh, we've got the album labels. Nothing too fancy there. Just the... Uh, names of them and then uh this is the back cover of the album which is kind of like an <laughs> alternate great. cover which is even funnier fun. it's it's yeah. the guy in the lab coat showing the time clock when oh, this time he, this time he's coming in um nine this is like nine thirty on the dot and bernie is like sheepishly looking around the corner holding his guitar case and it's like and, and the guy the, the scientist guy is kind of like I told you. You know, I told you before. He does. He that looks like he looks like a '50s scientist. Yeah, it's exactly. weird. Like it, in one of those sci-fi movies where he's just like, "Oh no, aliens from outer space are coming!" <laughs> you know. But yet he's working in this dingy old garage, which is really weird. Like, what's he building? Like Frankenstein there, and er- Bernie is like working on like cars. Oh, <laughs> like, could be. Yeah, maybe he's just doing general. I also had Frankenstein. It crossed my head. So maybe it's Frankenstein. Yeah. Frankenstein car, perhaps. <laughs> this is Dr. Yeah, Frankenstein. Weird, yeah. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. weird. Th- yeah. This this guy over here is kind of dressed up weird for this whole thing, but it kind of makes it interesting. Yeah. Ask, it gives you more questions than answers, I would say. Mm. That kind of thing. Actually, on the backside there, you see the very back with those dots. 
was that also like meant to be a, just a clock card? Or was that because, you know, did you have those things where you put your face in it and it would kind of uh, be shaped as your face? It's full of like, the best way I can describe them, dull spikes. Oh, I remember those. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Face because I saw that in the, on the, on the backside, which was also like... On this or on the... Yeah, I, I thought it was something like that, but it was probably just a, a, no, a, a time card. Oh, like yeah, oh, back, back here, one. like on this one? Yeah, exactly. Way oh, back there. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, there's a store um, here called Spencer Gifts. Uh, yeah, that's they what pro- I was thinking. They probably of. haven't made their way mm. to Sweden. <laughs> Actually, I know of them. Maybe do? because they have like one outlet. I'm not sure, but I definitely know about Spencer Gifts. For yeah, some and you you would go over and they'd have that little cube with all like you said the little I don't even know what you'd call them but what the way you described it is perfect like there's like spikes that aren't sharp on the back and usually somebody would just put their middle finger into it and leave it on <laughs> yep. the shelf so it's just flipping people off <laughs> yep, yep, but yep, and then yep. you put oh. your face in it and you could smell just how dirty and gross it was yeah, it was God, bad oh, and the, oh. that iron smell too is not yep. great either was, and combined with combined oh. with some saliva and shit <laughs> that was like <laughs> the two disgusting. things it was either like the middle finger that you would put in or you'd stick your face in which like a hundred other people stuck yeah. their friggin face in and to think about it now, you're just like, oh, to do it these days would be like uh, unthinkable. Like to, I, uh, I just think of some of the some of that stuff, and I'm like, how are we not all dead? And you know what? <laughs> I never, I don't think I've ever met a, another human being that actually owned one of those. But I probably spent 20 hours of my life playing with them at Spencer Gifts or other stores. Yeah. You know, I want to say that. And I and I could be wrong. This could be me making it up, but I feel like Derek might have had one of those in his basement. I could believe it. it. Sounds like something he would have. Just because he had a he had a very eclectic group of uh, items and stuff, and his parents, so it was just kind of that hodgepodge. When you went down there, you could you could find like anything, like so many knickknacks, and yeah. it was very very cool place to go. But I I could, like I said, I could be making that up, but I feel like it's possible th- that might have been there. And they get those little click clack balls, you know. That, yeah. you know, are usually in a movie on like the executive's desk or something. But anyway, I, I do remember the smell. Yes. The sm- oh, the smell is awful. <laughs> it smelled like it smelled just like a slinky, you know, just that's like a really Oof. gross metallic <laughs> smell. It's probably getting I probably going to die five years early just from like lead penetrating my skin from whatever that was made of. Ugh. Not really gross. Anyway, um, a little bit off topic. Um, before we get into the tracks here, and again, not not a heck of a lot of background on this one. I'm uh, going to thank our next batch of patrons and get right into it. Um, coming in at the seven dollar and um, seventy seven cent keep it warm rat tier, we have Michael Vader. At the six dollar ninety nine cent new nice price tier, we have Spike the Rock Cat and Sugar Tea. At the episode six dollar sixty six cent tier, we have Steve Coldwell and Arthur Smith. Anton Glaving and Charles Meadows at the $6.65 Almost Evil tier. We have Kenny Wymore and Rick G. Sucksmith at the $6 What's Going On Here tier. We have Richard Fusey at the $5.99 The new, I'm sorry, the old nice price tier. Robert Smith and Carl Helberg at the 60 Kroner Scandinavian Knights tier. We have Newt Morton Johansson. At the $5 Money Lender tier, we have John Convery, German Heindel, Adrian Hernandez, Jesper Alman, Alexi the Perfect Stranger, Slepikoff, Kev Roberts, Percival Frequency, Scott Zern, Cynthia Doobie, Raf Kaff, and Coyote Bongwater. Thank you so much to all of you for your generous support. 
of the Deep Purple podcast. All right. So should we um, should we talk about who's going to be on each track before we get into it or just during the track or what do, what do you think? Uh, maybe. I'd yeah, I want to know who's on. I want to know who I'm yeah. listening for. All right. Right. So on this one, we have this. The opening track is called You're the One, opening track on side two. We've got on bass guitar, Jack Bruce. On drums, Ian Pace. Guitar and vocals, Bernie Marsden. Piano, uh, acoustic piano, Don Airy. Synth, Moog, or Moog, Don Airy. Um, wow. And then on backing vocals, we got a few other people, and I can get into them when the score, the, the, the song starts. But pretty, uh, pretty solid lineup. Yeah, that's that's putting it lightly. <laughs> so, um, so let's uh, let me open the uh, tracks here and let's get into it with the opening track, um, and that is ooh, if I can find it here. Nope, not the screen. Yeah, that's fine. I guess opening track. You're the one. What's that? classic rock song is reminding me of oof all right already digging it yeah this is right in my wheelhouse funky a bit disco as well kind of cool swelling vocals there Oh, that, oh, I'm sure that, you're heating that Moog in there, oh, Nate. That's so good. <laughs> it's envelope sound, right? Yeah. Yep. Kind of plays along with the bass, too. Yeah. That's kind of a... Um, kind, of, kind of has a Tommy Bolin quality to it. Yeah. And True. he has a similar voice to Tommy. Maybe it's a little bit stronger voice than Tommy Bolin, but very similar yeah. style. Yeah, I agree. I like his voice. Uh, it's very similar to Bolin's voice, but he's uh, definitely a stronger vocalist. Yeah, you guys played some great examples of him singing later as well. Great singer. Not the most typical Pacey patterns going on. I'm not sure I would have figured it was him, but it's amazing drumming. Yeah, I wouldn't have pinpointed him. But he did like a hip-hop song recently, so, you know, I think his groove can be applied to many places. So Alan Carvel's one of the backing singers who has like a ton of credits for like disco stuff. Oh. It looks that was like a nice move. Tang tang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Very slick. Very smooth. Very hip. <laughs> All of the above. Probably not gonna happen again in the song, you know. It's one of those nuggets. No, I just threw it in there as a little treat. Yep, yep. They will throw it in one more time. The unison part, nice. 
واړه به Oh, that was a, that was a little pacey. Yep. Nice tone on the solo, I suppose. That almost sounded like a little bowling riff. Wetter, wetter, that thing. Because I know if this guy is more of a bluesy player, but I think here he tried to, you know, find another. Expression, some, somewhat of another expression, I think, in that solo. Yeah, cool, and he, he, he does some, sometimes go into almost like fusion-y territory. Um, mm. But yeah, you're the one who should kick it off. Johnny, you want to kick it off? I mean, <laughs> that doesn't... Johnny. Jonathan, do you want to kick it off? Yeah, our guest. Who's Johnny? Yeah, John, Johnny <laughs> Headline. Our, yeah, our guest. Yeah, usually can, you do like we do, right? We usually have the guests start. Yeah. Yes, yes. Like, uh, <laughs> it's only polite. It's only polite. Yeah, we could actually we could switch it around if you want, but uh, I can start this. I think it's a solid uh, entering, but I think it's also kind of, um, well, a lot of disco that I like is this, but, you know, kind of samey, that it stays on a groove. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, then again, like you, Nate, I like some hip-hop stuff, and that's usually staying very straightly onto a groove. So that doesn't necessarily be a bad thing, but maybe I could have heard more... Like they put that little nugget of chord changing yep. that really like woke me up, which was cool. Uh, but maybe some more of that, maybe some some bridge in this song would have been cool as well. So I'll give it three three point five. All right, solid start. Point five. All right, Johnny. <laughs> Other John. Yeah, I'll just let you guys decide which one it's going to be every time. All right. So I'll um I'll give a 3.5 as well. I thought it was a uh, I thought it was a strong start to the album. Um I, I was really hopeful hearing the list of musicians. It was almost almost like a who's who. Mm-hmm. Um like a super group. I mean, geez, even before super groups were a thing, right? Um or maybe a deep purple related super group for us. But um yeah, I thought that um I thought this was really uh really a cool song. Uh, the thing that really made it for me, I think was the, uh, the synth or the Moog sounds. Mm -hmm. Is it, do we decide if it was Moog or Moog? I think it's, I think it's Moog. All right. We'll say Moog. Yeah. I've I've been, uh, every, every 20 years or so I changed the way I'm pronouncing (laughs) it. I I feel confident it is Moog now. Well, it, um, it definitely made me, um, the, uh, the, I think it's the, I, I don't know the, the part out at the, um, after the chorus, made me think of something from uh, Come Taste the Yes, Band. yep, I was thinking the same or, thing. Or Stormbringer or something like that. Um, it was one of those later Purple albums. And even though it wasn't John Lord, um, it, that had that same feel, which was really cool. But the thing that really made it for me, uh, I, I guess not oddly enough, but because um, Bernie's a guitar player, was his vocals. Mm-hmm. Um is uh, we were talking about his vocals, but just hearing it, I really like his voice because it's he has a very melodic uh, voice, a really cool voice to listen to. I feel like anything that we've heard him on, I'm always like, God, he's got a good voice. I love yeah. listening to him sing. Very um, smooth, the, right? Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. vibrato, uh, very easy for for the ears, like easy on the eyes. A good thing. Yeah, smooth, <laughs> smooth, and kind of like higher register than you'd expect. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah and he doesn't. He that. doesn't show. He he's not showing off or doing anything uh, that. Uh, um, then, right, like no ad libs, like oh hey, oh hey, oh hey, oh. that kind of stuff. No, <laughs> he's not ad Yeah, he's not trying to go like up here, like uh, like Len Hughes, or he's mm-hmm. not trying to be. He's not trying to really be anybody else. He's just trying to be a, a good uh, singer in his element. So I I thought that on this that that really stood out. The I mean his I always like his guitar tone and solos too, but this was kind of an outro solo which didn't really uh, do too much for me. Um, uh, just because it was, it wasn't long. It wasn't anything kind of. He wasn't trying to be showy. I think he was trying to show off the song. Uh, so, but yeah, I thought it was a, a solid opener. And um, I've also changed my pronunciation, Nate. Moog, Mog, Mog. You're, you're going with Moog. Yeah. Yeah. I think but it's I think Moog. Guys, I, think... I thought you guys sold it for once. Like you even went no. for the source. It's yeah, a, it's a Dutch. It's a Dutch name. And yeah, they, source they of confusion because you know, when I was weird sounds. when I was a young hockey fan watching Andy Moog, I, I I learned about the ah. the Moog synthesizer and I called it Moog. And then some somewhere somebody told me it was Moog, so I changed my pronunciation. And then recently, and I and I even went to the factory where they make them, and it was awesome. And I and I could swear they were calling it Moog there. But then I saw like <laughs> yeah. an interview with the or maybe I read it with the, the Bob Moog, and he said no, I pronounce it Moog. So I don't know. I don't. I yeah. don't think it matters. And it was like the original Dutch pronunciation is moch or something like that. Yes, know? yeah, exactly. That's but generally like, yeah. how they sound. Yeah, Americans can't make those those noises. Um, I'm giving this one a four. I really, really like it. I think it's a good, good opener. Good, like smooth grooving opener. You know, not a not a heavy rocker, but really cool. Very smooth. Um, and to his voice, like I, I'm sure I mentioned this on the on the show recently, but he recently did that trio of albums. He did the the uh, Kings, Chess, and um, trios, and his voice sounds exactly the same. I mean, this this album. I think the most recent one yeah, came out last year. Mm-hmm. He hasn't lost. It, it didn't age. No, the not at didn't all. Age. Not at all. And it's weird. It's weird. It's almost Twilight Zone. But yeah. it didn't it didn't really. He's like, another one. the same. He doesn't have the range or anything like Glenn Hughes, but he just but he di- he he hasn't gotten gravelly, he hasn't anything. He he sounds like a young man singing in his 70s. Mm-hmm. Like good for him. All right. Uh so the next track up, second track on side 1 is a song called Song for Fran. Oh, lineup, we forgot. Oh. But you can yeah. bring it now. And um where is it? Lineup on this one is a bit more ballady groove here. Yeah. Well it's it's for his uh I think. Oh, where the heck is it? Crispy drums. I like the bass, it's very out front. That's true, yeah. Jack Bruce. I'm going to guess that's Jack Bruce, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Simon Phillips, Don Airy, and Bernie Marston. So this is, uh, and this is oh, an Simon instrumental. Phillips. That's a personal fave. But I have a lot of those when it comes to drummers. But Simon Phillips, really good. Yeah, he's incredible. How many of these killer albums he's behind? Quite different to the opener, eh? different approach altogether in this track it's kind of some smooth grooving background music yeah but there's nuance to it right it's an instrumental yep 
short too for an Fran. instrumental. Yeah, shorter instrumental. Fran, of course, I, I believe he that was his a wife. Bit Gary right? Moore here, I think. Oh yeah, it sounds like it could be Gary Moore. A little bit. Very melancholic, or at least like romantic, you know, and harmonized. A lot of harmonies on the guitar. I like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rich. It's kind of like making the instrumental song about your... I'm assuming they were just dating or whatever at the time. I don't know when they got married, but... But a love song, basically. Is that a... It's a, it's, it's an instrumental love song, though. Yeah. Is that... Do you think that goes over well or not well? You, you did uh, Michael Schenker recently with the Plechot Bichurette or something Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bichot Plechurette, I guess, <laughs> you know, which is a very, very sleazy title, <laughs> but in a French way. <laughs> pleasureette. Just a little pleasureette. Pleasureette. Also instrumental. That was another... Uh, sounded like the end of uh, You Keep On Moving. Mm. Some glissando on the electric piano at the way, way end too. Yeah, I love it. But to your point earlier about that, the synth in the first song reminded me of I Need Love from, that was the song. That's Come it. Taste the band. That's it. Be in the meal. Song for Fran. What do you think? How do you think Fran felt about that? Do you think she wanted there to be lyrics or maybe there's just nothing that can be said about our love because it's so strong? I hope she didn't because, you know, I think people used to listen to instrumental music like nothing. Yep. Everyone that listened to music did it. And I'm always, I wouldn't say angry, but I'm frustrated by the fact that a lot of people don't want to listen to instrumental music. You're like, you're canceling out a lot of good music. Mm-hmm. So I hope she felt great about it. I'm sure she because did. Because I, I did. I, I gave it a four. I liked it a lot. All right. Well, they were married it until... It wasn't very eventful. Until his passing, very, so... Uh, still suspenseful and still some kind of drama in there, which I liked. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't too long, so it didn't like you know overstay its welcome and become a boring, repe- repeating kind of thing. So yeah, four. I liked it. All right, John. Um, I'll I'll give it um I'll give it slightly lower. I'll give it a three. Um, I thought it was good. Um, but um, but you wanted there to be words. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I think like um, I, I like a shorter instrumental, but sometimes, sometimes yeah, I, think I don't. You play some instrumentals. I've got to say, I got to say for the record that you're not part of this frustration of mine. You know, of course, you you tend to for, you prefer the rockers, but I've heard you praise many instrumentals. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's I mean, that, I, I don't think. and I do. I like it. I like um, I like all sorts of instrumentals. This one I felt like maybe could have been longer. Um, right. Um, maybe taken us on a bit of a more of a journey, but I, I still, I still liked it. I thought it was, um, I thought it was good. I like, I like Jack Bruce in here. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, you could, you could just hear him just showing up. It's like, all right, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> I always laugh these days when, when he comes up because he, he's, he said this most ridiculous thing. I've got perfect time. It's like, you can't have perfect time. <laughs> like, compared to what? To the, to the sun? Like, <laughs> time is, the uh, sun. Was like, was, was like every former member of Cream just an asshole? Is that it? Yes. About how every, great they every were? Every member ever of, of that band was. Great yeah. man, though. 
I don't, yeah. I don't know as much about Jack Bruce. Like I know his playing and I know from like the stuff yeah. he's done with like, collab- I, mean, I don't know cream perfect as well time. as you do, but perfect. <laughs> not many have it. It's very useful. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, how do you yeah. know? You're kind of one in that they were for a brief period, like almost the biggest band in the world. So, although yeah, I guess there's been really a lot good. of other people in the, that position that haven't been giant assholes. <laughs> so that's true. Rush. I don't know. <laughs> not as big maybe, but they were super nice. Um, all right, I'll give it a 3.5. I'll bridge the gap between you two. I like it. All right. I like it. I hope Fran liked it. Um, like I said, she married him and stayed married with him till he passed last year. So she must have so liked it, it enough. It was obviously great. It yes. wasn't enough to ruin the relationship. <laughs> but I think it's a really yes. nice, it worked. sweet song. So, All right. So the next song, thankfully, this one is not. Uh, well, I guess maybe this one is about Fran. Uh, this one is called uh, Love Made a Fool of Me. And I forgot the lineup again. Uh, just say it in the beginning. <laughs> Neil fine, Murray, yeah. Cozy Powell, Don Airy, Bernie Marsden, and the same backing vocal group from the first song. Nice. Uh, it's a bit TV theme again. Yeah, yeah. Starring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sitcom theme. <laughs> yeah, a bit, right? That's some nice drums right there. When he did that halftime thing, that mm-hmm. was cool. Who, who was the drummer again? Uh, Cozy. Cozy. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense that he, he would be cool. Up here. Yeah, listen to that bass from Murray. I mean, I, I kind of like the kind of disco-y pop rock type of feel that uh that he's he's taken on here yep it's very like it's very pleasant sounding it's almost like all the family can enjoy it yeah almost <laughs> I like that good like uh yeah ascending uh disco baseline burp yep, yep. burp 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 <laughs> One of my favorite of things to do. One of the few things I could play on bass. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I like to I like to pull the octaves too when I play bass. Yeah, <laughs> effective. Wunda, 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 wunda. It's a really, really nice upbeat song. Just showcasing how much of an underrated, Oof. underrated. That's cool. Yeah, that's really. <laughs> Sorry cool. to interrupt you, but no, that no. synth was cool. <laughs> 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 Come on. <laughs> Sorry. Surprised that uh, Zoom didn't cut you out on that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know, right? Mm. Oh, cool going into this little halftime solo. Nice way to enter a guitar solo. Bit of the swells, volume swells. Never heard Neil Murray play anything that wasn't amazing. Yeah, he's great. Good feel. 
of these jerks probably knocked this album out in like in a ridiculously short amount of time. Three days. Yeah, exactly. He wrote out, they'll write out a chart for Don Airy and he'll just nail it in one take. I like that last lead. That thing. That was yeah. nice too. Just at the end, really. Oh, really uh, nice fun song. Like when you fade out on something good. The worst example was Tonight, uh, because you guys made me discover how great that album is. <laughs> I knew it was good, but I didn't know every single song on Diary was a 10. Yeah. So I can't be included in being like... Uh, Frustrated because I think it's the best heavy metal album ever. So now I had now it's said by me as well. It's a strong contender. For, for it. Strong it's contender. A very strong album. And tonight when it fades out, yeah, I want to hear more of that. And this was a little bit of that case too. Uh, could have gone. Uh, yeah, could have gone another fifteen yeah, minutes. Yeah. All right, love made a fool of me. Um, Johnny, uh, the Swedish fish. What do you think? Swedish fish. Mm. It was lighthearted. I helped a friend move today. And, you know, that's always a bitch, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I couldn't dodge it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I've, I've tried not to ask friends. And yeah. I've tried, you know, so that I could dodge it with a clear conscience. But I couldn't this time because he, he even listed the guys that couldn't. This guy couldn't. couldn't <laughs> that's, how you, that's how they get you. <laughs> yeah, I told him like that was a great way to pitch it because I had to. So, yeah, this lighthearted kind of upbeat thing feels good to me with some uh, some aching limbs. Not really, but, you know. <laughs> It, t- it took like eight hours. It always takes eight oh, hours. Oh, God. So, so, yeah, I liked it. it. It was good for me. So four. Four. Nice. I had a, f- yeah. a friend that I helped move like. I helped him move. I've moved what? Once, twice, three, four. I guess I've moved myself five times. I think I moved him six times. <laughs> and all he, he like within you? a brief period of time when we lived in New York. So it was always moving like from one borough to another, moving from Manhattan to Brooklyn or Brooklyn to Queens or whatever it was. And, oh man, it's just the worst. And it's like with no moving truck, it's just, uh, that was the other reason I'd be asked is because I had like a big Jeep at the time. So I could, you know, I moved my wife when we were going out from Manhattan to Brooklyn and we did that in like three trips. But it's like, you know, it's a, hour drive from where, from one to the other yeah, and then you're coming pain. back and getting more stuff she had basically nothing too it was just took forever i yeah I hope, i'm never if somebody asks me to help them move now i'll just be like okay i'm just gonna write you a check <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> or do you have a go fund me <laughs> yeah like my dad with the airport now uh, what's the taxi i don't want to do yeah, that exactly. it's too stressful you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> i get it though i get it it's very stressful you know no it's just a pain in the ass but all right john italian john <laughs> there we go <laughs> i like you it. Have swedish john swedish and john and italian john, john. oh Oh, um, hey. um, I'll give, I'll give this one a three. Um, I, I think that that the, the best, uh, adjective that I've heard just that we've thrown around for this one was upbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so far I like the, I like the kind of, uh, the vibe that he's got going on this album. I think it's a very kind of pop rocky late 70s album which is a good thing in this case i think it's very enjoyable so far um and in this song like i was i was thinking about it earlier but and and not everybody might get it but since we're talking about late 70s bernie's vocals really sound a lot like um 
late 70s, there was a, a teen idol personality, Leif Garrett. Mm, yep. And if you listen to any of his stuff, he has that same, I think it's the same kind of effects too, but it was also like maybe around this time it was like 17, 18. I mean, Bernie must've been what, at least 10, 15 years older than that. Yeah. Around this time, or maybe at least 10 years older. So, I mean, they still were both in that same age range, but it's like a very young, like almost teen idol sounding voice, but um, not a bad thing because it's, um, uh, like I said, his his voice is um, really a, a, a saving grace for this because you could have a, a, a crap vocalist on this stuff and it would just be not good. It sounds like it's easy to mix when I hear it. Like, oh, nice, mm. it sits right there. You know, you don't have to cut out too much bottom end or anything like that. And it doesn't yeah. sound like it would be boomy or anything. So put mm-hmm. him in a good room, it's going to sound great. And, yeah, you know, he kept sounding like this for some reason. It sounds like a young, like you said, Nate, a young guy singing all the yeah. time. Very like fresh. There's been no cigarettes, and I'm sure there have been cigarettes. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he Most was ever a smoker. Right. Okay, I think that's I a everyone big smoked back part then. of you know, it. What, yeah. is, what is he going to do? Drink milk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you brought up uh, you brought up Leaf Garrett, so uh, of Norwegian descent. I was I was un- really? unclear if it was oh. going to be Swedish, Norwegian, but turns out it's Norwegian. Um, all right. We had a Norwegian trip today. Actually, we talked to some Norwegian in between two Swedes as we moved to amuse ourselves. Just putting it in there. <laughs> it's a very fun, it's a great, very happy sounding language. I love it. What, what a Norwegian is? Yeah, I mean, I don't know it, but it's so <laughs> close to Swedish, so we can kind of fake Norwegian. You yeah, know? you can. Is it Finnish too? Are they all? I'm assuming they'd all. Oh no, Finnish is a different. No, that's what you. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah, it's it's not as. I mean, English and Swedish are way closer than Swedish Hmm. and Finnish. It's it's uh, something happened. It's it shares roots with the Ugric, you know, like Hungary. Hmm. Don't ask me why. Interesting. Yeah, it's a Um, very weird language. Oh, I didn't rank this one, did I? Um, Let me go back here. I'm going to give it. I'm again going to bridge the gap, and I'm going to give this a three point five. I really, I really dig it. Really. Fun, upbeat, uh, poppy song. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. what, what more is there to say? Um, next track up uh, might sound familiar. Um, it's called Here We Go Again. Um, before he wrote Here I Go Again um, a few years earlier. Um, so are there any similarities? I don't know. Let's take a listen. So here we go again. Line up. And here we go again with Nate forgetting the lineup. Um, I think it's all right in the beginning. (laughs) I think we established. Jack Bruce, Simon Phillips, Bernie Marsden, Don Airy. Oh, Don Airy enters the building. (laughs) Really snarly kind of bass, yeah. It is Murray, right? Uh, no, uh, Bruce. Oh, is Jack Bruce? Yep. Arpeggio. This is Doreen Chanter and Irene Chanter, the Chanter sisters, on background vocals. I'm surprised they didn't have more people 
covering his songs because he's such a strong songwriter. Good songs. Now we even get the kind of Richard Blackmore arpeggio going on the mm. piano. Yep. Could be a, a rainbow part. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, just that arpeggio though. Or maybe this too, if you're going to let, let the rainbow, you know. But it wouldn't have been as clean, distortion, obviously. Ooh, that was cool. Nice. Yeah, he does have perfect time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's... <laughs> Turns out he, he was right. He's only he, right. <laughs> <laughs> he takes it back. He does have perfect time. Yeah. No, this is an excellent bass track. No two ways about that. Mm. Oh, that's cool. Video game time. Yep, totally. Yeah, gotta love that. Just having bands this strong behind you has just got to be amazing. Yeah, it's got to be a trip to play on top of. And sing. I don't want this to come across as like I'm saying anything bad, but you could almost make any song and get this this group of musicians doing their thing behind you, and it's gonna just it's gonna yeah, sound good. Right. But but then again, you know, it's always kind of follow through is more important than idea, you know. Yep. Generally, I think like a pretty bad idea with excellent follow through, you know, can be good. Nice end, by the way. Bam. Yep, just boom. Yep, quick, the quick end. Yep. All right. So that was here. I, here we go again. Not here I go again. Um, all right. Just Swedish Johnny, what do you think? Yeah, so neither hobo or drifter. <laughs> no hobos or drifters are harmed in the making nope, of the song. Nope. I, this is a hard one for me to kind of put a, a grade on because I felt sometimes the song was fighting itself. Weird thing, but it's like when that vocal hook and then you had something cool instrumental and I wanted to hear more of that and then the vocal hook came back again. So the experience was a bit uh, jolted, I guess you could say for me, or mm-hmm. just a bit jumpy. So I, I left to land on... Mm, but there were some amazing parts too. It's really tough. Uh, I'll give it three anyway, so I'll give. I'll be hard on it because, like, just a, it could have been a, it could have been a better structure. I think probably it's that you know because I did like all the individual parts, but it felt like it was fighting itself a bit. So three, it is. All right, Italian Johnny. Oh, I'll um I'll echo that three. Um, I'll give it a three as well. Um, I thought it was good. Um, I I felt like the the chorus was kind of repetitive, like toward the end is like, here we go again. Here we go. It's like, yes, here we go again. It was like <laughs> an annoying hook in a while, right? <laughs> After a while, like the hook is supposed to be yeah. pleasant every time. That's the point of a hook, like pleasant and very clear. But this, I agree with you that it was kind of wearing on me towards the end. 
Yeah, me too. I think that was the that was the thing. And it was it, it was hooky and catchy. It was just repetitive. Mm-hmm. So um, but I I I did like um I did like everything else in the song just as the the previous songs. I thought that it was um um just another upbeat, pleasant, poppy um kind of number. Um not really so far what I was expecting from Bernie. I guess I was expecting something a little more hard rock. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's by no means a bad thing. I'm a, a little surprised, but I mean, it's it's a good surprise because so far it's been a, a pretty good listen. Yeah, and I guess, well, and he had been in Whitesnake for very long at this point, but maybe he mm. was, he had a, uh, accumulated a few songs that maybe just wouldn't work in that format. So I said, oh, you know what, I'll throw these together on a on an album. But I'm going to give this one a 3.5. I really like it, but I can totally see what uh, what John's saying is that it, it was kind of fighting itself. And there was a lot of it was very busy with everyone was busy. The bass was busy. The drums were busy. The keys were busy. Um, and I really enjoyed a lot of it. But it was um, there was a lot going on. And I, I really liked the background vocals. Um, and I'll, well, I think we'll see them on another track or two. So be interested to see how those uh are they on another yeah they're on one more track i think so it'll be interesting to see how that turns out um okay so the last track on this side of the album and i'm actually going to remember and do this before the uh song uh, this is an instrumental uh bass neil murray drums cozy powell guitar bernie marsden and vocal oh i'm sorry it's not an instrumental guitar and vocals bernie marsden and keys don airy So let's take a look at this one. It's called Still the Same. Flangey. Yeah, he brought out the modulation for this album. I haven't heard him use that much of the mod. Well, there's some in Whitesnake, though, for cleans and stuff. Almost sounds like Metallica picking out those chorusy chords like that. It sounds like good good Metallica. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Ride the Lightning or (laughs) something. 80s Metallica. Let's be frank. <laughs> oh, and this is I a like longer song. Too. Mm, yes. I think this is the longest like one on the album. I like how it starts. It's the most guitar hero vibe so far. Even though he's not playing complicated stuff, it's just very heroic, you know? Most yeah, Pink Floyd, Pink Floydy. Yeah, I yeah, almost. Uh, shine on. A bit like that. Uh, you crazy diamond. It's a different tonality, but the space. Space! <laughs> I'm totally stuck on that these days. I know, I love it. Total space. <laughs> oh, nice. It's a bit of the harmony vocal. Can't go wrong with that. Or actually, you can, but... Kind of fun. I can almost imagine this on one of David Coverdale's solo albums. I love the addition of the harmony vocals. I mean, they had choirs before, background singers, but mm-hmm. this is the first of that kind of dual. The dual Bernies. Synth is killing it. Nice and slow hanging feel, too. Yeah. They're like, are we going to pick it up and rock it yet? Nope. You're going to have to. Yeah, you got to be a pro to play like that. That's cozy. Um, 
Don Airy's apparently playing Hammond, Moog, and piano on this. Yep. Here we go. It's kind of a hypnotic way to charge up. It's kind of heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Without distortion, it's still kind of a heavy metal vibe to the entire track, right? I think. You keep expecting, expecting it, it to really like kick in with that heavy distortion. Yeah, exactly. From the intro chorus into that massive distortion, it's not going to happen. It has some kind of like Crosby, Stills, Nash kind of vibe too, though. So it's hard to say. Like it's, it's a pretty wide array. Uncertainty. Is it going to get heavy? Is it going to, what's it going to do? The tonality here is very mm. metal, right? Yeah. Very metal tonality. Very dark. Mm. It's got this, yeah, it's got this. If you just stripped away everything but the guitar, you'd think it was Metallica, but then you listen to what the drums yeah, and bass and everything right, are doing. I agree, but when you bring that dark melody into this nice, smooth groove, I like that. Instead of the wall of distortion, you know? But what? Yeah. All the great blues players, they know how to do that. You know, just kill the note quickly at the right point. What? <laughs> yeah, it always sounds great. And thinking of it in the context of a side closer, too, it's. Nice rock, uh, sort of rocking outro to the side. Yeah, tasteful playing too. Kind of ebb and flow, you know. He ramps it up, but then he goes back again. Like there's no stress in there. That's why he was always late for work. <laughs> he needed more stress. <laughs> there's no stress in his playing. Yeah. 
he's not stressing being to work on time, not stressing playing the right notes. This is a bit Sabbathy as well, I think now. Yeah, I could hear that. Hmm. All right. Kind of a kind of a haunting little ending to the side there. And that was still the same. Swedish. How about the Swedish fish and the Italian meatball? Don't you guys do that on your? uh, Yeah, we do two meatballs because we are two meatballs, Swedish meatball, two cultures that celebrate the meatball. So we did that before on on uh, so far so pots of what, and then it was the meatball mile, and then Greg (laughs) was like, "Can we make it form the format smaller?" And we turned it into meatball kilometer. Yeah. 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 Well, also, we won't I, call ha- I have some Fahrenheit questions for you, but we do that after because it's not hella entertaining, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we won't tell Greg that you're hanging out with a different Italian meatball tonight. Uh, I think the more the merrier. The more the merrier. I remember. So anyway, my rating friend, the song right. My friend, <laughs> okay. uh, yes. our friend Scott that we had on a few episodes ago, his uh, dad used to call us meatballs sometimes. Yeah, you meatballs. And <laughs> my cousin Jeff would get so mad. He'd be like, oh, I hate it oh, when he calls I us meatballs. That's a compliment. <laughs> that's a compliment. I'm and very it, happy to be a meatball. It would really hurt him <laughs> when he got called a meatball. Yeah, well. He was young, maybe. He was young. <laughs> no, he wasn't. That's the funny thing. We were like, probably like 19. <laughs> well, that's like border, borderline territory. Yeah, I could mean, still be touchy at 19. A hell of a lot younger than we are now, but it was, it was yes. late to be getting offended by that. All right. Yeah. Uh, Swedish oh, yeah, meatball. I was going to rate the song. I was going to rate the song. And this was also hard to rate for me. Yeah. Because it's almost like I, I would have had another listen, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's say I was just sitting here and I was supposed to write a review. I mm-hmm. would definitely rewind the listen again because mm-hmm. I didn't fully catch the song. So I can't say if the overall was good or bad, but I can say that what I caught was great. So hard to, to judge. I'll, I'll save it out and say 3.5 All right. because that's somewhere in, you know, in the middle of what I probably would think of it if I listened to it again. Sure. All right. John, John, John. The... Italian, Italian meatball. Italian. All right, Johnny. there we go. All right, let's, yeah, let's keep this rolling. Um, <laughs> keep the meatball rolling. Oh, yeah, let's. Oh, oh how did I miss that one? Um, I'll um, I'll give this one a three point five. Um, based on uh, that, this was this was kind of a left turn. Um, it was it was a very uh, it was a it was I, I I was thinking during the song this was probably like Bernie's. Um, trying to create uh, an epic, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. His his six, seven minute long song. Yeah, they, this kind of brooding beginning, a lot different from what he had had before. And it was um, some a lot of different uh, sections and parts to it. Uh, made it a little more complex. He had some good soloing in here. But I think just like Jonathan said, like overall, I'd, I'd probably have to hear it again to kind of get a better feel for the the whole song because I was just kind of taking it in um, but I appreciate it for its epic nature. Side closer as well. Yes. You gotta love that with the vinyl that you have two openers. Mm, you have two yes. shots at a great opener and you have two shots at a great closer. Sometimes, you know, like sign of the Southern Cross, it's the closer of the A side, not the B side. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then you can have over and over, totally different type track. So, yes. you know, I like the vinyl. It's not only for hipsters. <laughs> it's better than that. You know, don't, they don't equate those things. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, everybody. That's right. Yes. Yes. 
Um, yeah, I'll give this a 3.5 as well. I kind of wish it had gone somewhere a little bit more intense. Like it's, it had that, like you said, that epic feel, like you figured it was going to really, really take off. But, um, but it still was like a really cool way to wind down that side of the album. I thought, um, kind of a mm-hmm. nice one. And I think this is the only, the first song we've all lined up perfectly on. So pretty high ratings though, so far, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think this is, and this is one of those ones, I think if I listen to this a bunch more, that I might, you know, some of these things could bump up a little bit. Um, but as a first real true listen, um, so far from the one side that we've heard, I'm I'm very impressed and I think this is, you know, one of those just kind of rare gems by all of these guys, for everyone from Martin Birch to the Deep Purple guys to everybody, just one of those rare gems that's kind of almost forgotten and in, in, in the you know in the in the background. You think that it's more you forgotten just, or less forgotten than Green Bullfrog? I gotta ask. Yeah, or is it the same territory? Uh, yeah, I mean, like I guess it's kind of similar, right? It's just you could I pick. So. There's probably. 20 albums like this that we've covered so far that you could pick, you mm. could pick any one of them at random and just say, oh, here's another just great example of great players, great production, all have it of a similar mind and a similar goal and a similar production style. And you just put it on and just enjoy it. If you like this kind of, you know, if you like this show or listen to the show because you like the style of music, then you're going to, you're going to dig this album. And there's going to be, mm-hmm. there's so many we haven't even heard or touched on yet that um, kind of fit this mold as well. So. Yeah, and I think in a way when you do the family tree, you actually highlight also the different sides of the band, Deep Purple, because they have that uh, sometimes disco, sometimes funk, all yep. of that in them, right? Or sometimes epic, sometimes metal leaning, mm-hmm. but it's a hard rock band. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, yeah, uh, the disco stuff, it makes sense. Yep, yeah, it covers it's, a lot uh, of ground. It has a home. Yep, absolutely. Um, okay, as we flip this one over... The first track, the, the, the side opener, is called Sad Clown. Hmm. That's a funny title. Pagliacci? <laughs> Tears of a Clown. <laughs> Speaking of Italian. <laughs> well, that's an interesting intro, though. So, so who's on this? Oh, sorry. <laughs> kind of rushy intro. Yeah, a little bit, right? Right. Uh, Jack Bruce, Simon Phillips, Bernie Marsden, and John Lord. Oh, John listen Lord. To, listen to those dynamics. Oh, John Lord, that's that's big. In the intro, the dynamics on the toms. Yep. Chef's kiss. I could still hear Geddy Lee singing this. Yep. And playing the bass too, actually. But they were big cream fans, so. <laughs> They've done that a few times in this album, so. Bah, 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 with the little oh, simple the, the jokes. shower, yeah, I love that. Yeah. The hi-hat shower. Ooh. Little claps. <laughs> what the hell? There's no time to be a sad clown. Sad, sad clown. <laughs> this is another long one too. Yeah, it's it's a lot it's longer than like, you'd think a song of this subject matter would be. 
like a mockery to someone. No time to be a sad clown, you sad clown. Yeah, there's, there's probably not a Swedish equivalent of that expression, is there? It's like, it's, I would say it's an uncommon American expression, a, a sad clown. Sad clown. I think we could say that in Swedish, yeah, lesson clown. Because there's like a lot of the happy clowns at the circus, but some of them have like the tears, you know, the teardrops. Yeah, and, exactly. The tears of a clown. Yep. One of the worst Iron Maiden titles, I think. A song about uh, Robbie Williams, uh, Robin Williams, I think. Oh, is, the, yeah. The comedian. Yep. Yeah. But a terrible title for it. Tears <laughs> of a clown. It's supposed to be a tribute. You clown. Yeah. <laughs> a touching tribute. I'm going to write a touching tribute to you. This is the word clown is going to be in the title of the song. <laughs> yeah. And tears. Pop, pop. This is a very poppy song. Very, yeah. When I hear something this poppy, I always wonder if they would have fueled it with shit tons of marketing money, would it have been big? Or is it like lacking something? You have to think of it in terms of 1979. Maybe. Hard to say. The, the, the chorus, not my favorite. Except for the bass, which is awesome. Oh, talk, oh, talk, box. talk box. Sad or Frampton. Actually, vocoder, maybe. Oh, maybe. But it did sound exactly like a talk box at first. Oh, now it's getting even oh, poppier. I like Didi's. <laughs> you like Didi's? You never go wrong with a Didi. <laughs> Didi bag. <laughs> Didi bag. It was weird that he threw on the talk box for like <laughs> 10 seconds and then it just went away. I don't even know maybe if it was he just 10. Bought it, you know, he wanted to show off his new toy. It just felt like he hit like four or five notes And he was like, yeah, I'm done with that <laughs> Yeah, a guitarist that comes into the rehearsal space Always to try new stuff It was like, hey Bernie, we'll give you this free talk box But you gotta use it on your next album, okay? And make sure Fine. you credit us in the uh, liner notes Oh, sure <laughs> It's like, alright Alright, I'm done. Yeah, done Peter Frampton got distracted Some nice anthemic guitar melodies here Ooh, that like was it's nice. almost this too good thematic stuff. to be a solo. It's almost more like a melody or a lead. I yeah, like it. yeah. Well, you gotta say, pretty incredible bass. Yeah, just, just the way uh, it moves and operates through the song, through the groove, is very. I'm loving everything Jack Bruce is doing on this album. Very impressive, really. I wish John Lord was a little more up front. Yeah, what happened with that? I mean, he was playing the organ, I guess. Just nothing. Uh... <laughs> but it, it yeah, ain't the duh. 90s, you know. Early 90s, then you could expect him to be buried. Or anything Whitesnake. Mm. Well, it's funny. Maybe this is something Whitesnake. It's funny to have John Lord. Hey, John, would you come play on my song? Yeah, sure. Here's the, here's the four chords you're going to be playing. <laughs> like, yeah, why wouldn't you have him down, just bust yeah. out a solo? And I mean, yeah. I don't know. You don't know. I mean, maybe sometimes John Lord just likes to to jam on something simple. He's like, yeah, I'll be I'll be yeah, part of the group. I'll yeah, be I'm part sure of the crowd. I don't have him. to be front and center all the time. But I mean, we want him to be. Yeah. But yes, 
And I guess yeah, if I you're guess. Bernie Mars, then you're like, well, you know John Lord, and it's not like, well, well, this is kind of probably pretty early in the relationship. But for me, if I had the opportunity to have John Lord on my on my song, I wouldn't be like, okay, here, it's going to go from D, and then it's going to go to C, <laughs> and then we're going to do a G major. Okay, you with me so far? And then we're going to go back to C. Okay, can you do that? Oh, do you want me to do yeah. any solos? No, no, please. I don't want to trouble you. Now so I'd be like, I wrote, I've written out this uh, this bit for you it's a 15 minute solo yeah, I'm change yeah exactly. seven to eight times i spent a week writing this i'm gonna <laughs> like, vamp between two do. chords and you can solo do whatever you want how does that sound see i wouldn't I be so guess. specific i'd be like all right so i just need you to go wow 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 can you on do one. that can you do that thing <laughs> yeah. that yeah. noise can you <laughs> <laughs> he's got many good noises <laughs> yeah exactly that's for sure um okay uh, the John from Sweden. Ooh, the rating again. This was another pretty tough one to rate uh, because it kept winning me back. So I got a little tired of it. We spoke of something maybe not totally off topic, but a little bit. So that's usually a sign of not listening proper, right? <laughs> and then it kind of won me back with some thematic <laughs> on the guitar. <laughs> so, I mean, a song that wins you back, that's, that's a, a good sign. If it can win you back, you're, you're not going to just wait for the next track to like pique your interest again. Yep. So it's got to be another 3.5 for this. All right. All right. John from Rhode Island. Um, I'll give it a 3.5. I'll give it a 3.5 as well. I almost gave it a parenthesis. Um, <laughs> Throw everything Three point parenthesis. Break all of our um, formulas. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is um, this is another one that I think was um, uh, just kind of a approaching album track. I feel like they're all album tracks, though. I, I haven't heard anything where I'm like, oh, this could have been a single yeah. like uh, type of thing. But I, I think agree. that where it really got me was the the uh, the end, uh, the out, outro solo, mm-hmm. um, which is what I'm what I'm here for. I'm here for some Bernie soloing, you know? Yep. Um, and, and I mean, I think that the songs are pretty good. I think they're short of great uh, just because we're having that, that thing. I, I think that we're talking about is, as it's kind of going off in a direction and then maybe we're not paying attention as much. And then we get hooked back in with something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's where, that's where I stand. I will also give it a 3.5 lining up in two songs in a row. Um, I hate the name and the just sad clown, the term. Like, I just hate it. <laughs> yeah, terrible. Yeah. It's, oh, that was a thing. I forgot it when yeah. I was rating it. I it, always yeah. would have to pull it down, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, what's, what's said stands. Yeah. But yeah, I forgot to say, yeah, the chorus wasn't my thing at all. <laughs> like, it's, you know what I'm saying, clown? Sad, I don't mind. I, I, clown. I just, I just <laughs> <laughs> it's like in schoolyard mockery. I try to I try to like not listen to the the chorus itself was good apart from the term sad clown but like it was well composed yes it yeah. reminds me of a lot of like sappy songs from the seventies like mm. uh, you know just the whole term sad oh it's a sad clown oh my god it's like it's supposed to be someone that's bringing laughter to people but on the inside he's sad it's like uh, yeah. I get it it's not that in Sweden it's like a symbol for trash art it's a crying clown. <laughs> yeah. like the, is it painted on velvet? The icon for tra- trash art, you know, it's sold, <laughs> sold very cheaply. Yeah, I feel like that was like, when, when we were kids, I remember like they had the velvet Elvis. It was like an Elvis that was painted on velvet. And um, I feel like sad clowns were also like 
right next to that in the gallery. It was just like a teaming up. Uh, yeah, it was painted Elvis. on black velvet. You know, just just absolute. Just, just terrible. But um, and the deep message. He's supposed to be a funny guy. I know. He's the funny, cr- laughing clown. It's, it's crazy. Not even he is happy. <laughs> He's <laughs> he he spends so much time making other people laugh. No one makes him laugh. It's like, oh, yeah, who's gonna entertain the entertainer? That's a part of their maiden song too. <laughs> yeah. Not a good lyric. <laughs> Who will entertain the entertainer? <laughs> like, oh, so deep. <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna t- entertain the entertainer, motherfuckers? Yeah. I haven't got to that song. Yeah, motherfuckers. <laughs> We haven't got to that song yet. That's very Harry's though, and he would never enter the room saying that. <laughs> <laughs> he would um, say something almost incomprehensible in very Cockney English. <laughs> uh, it's hard to understand sometimes. Yeah, right. <laughs> you got to develop. You got to let them go for a minute before you get your ears adjust. Yep. Um, Why are you doing right, boy? <laughs> <laughs> I like your Aussie. I like your Aussie. That's a good British accent. My Aussie impression? <laughs> yeah, it's great. Oh, and the uh, Obama is also great. Yeah, yes. And his, <laughs> good Lord. And I, his, his Jennifer Coolidge is also quite good. <laughs> good that, Lord, I heard Coolidge Obama. when I was, sh- I was at the shop before recording with you guys. Now I heard Coolidge. That was your best yet. That was actually really good. Coolidge was really good. Yeah. And she's great too. Yeah, you're Very Jennifer. Identifiable. You're, you're, um, Very yeah, good. it was only a few seconds, but you're the Jennifer Coolidge. It was like you threw it out there and then, but then you were like, oh, I'm Jennifer Coolidge best. and you lost it. <laughs> yeah, that's cool too. That's cool too. <laughs> but it was your best yet. Very good. <laughs> hey. Oh, God, I can't do it. I just, <laughs> hey. No, 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 not, not on order, right? Yeah, no. I think it was a fluke. You just kind of went into yeah. it and then you'll never get it back now. Yeah. <laughs> just like, no, if I try it, it's just like I'll sound like anybody. It's like, good Lord, I'm Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like no, I'm one. mixing up my impersonations. Oh god. No, but we, we said it all the time in Sweden. Like, no, 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 not on order, you know. Not by yeah. demand. Yes. By I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta flow naturally. It's exactly. gotta flow naturally. Oh boy. Okay, so next up we have the track Brief Encounter. Brief. Ooh, Is it a it, midnight rendezvous? There's the blues. It does sound a bit like rendezvous-ish. This is Jack Bruce, Ian Pace, Bernie Marsden, John Lord, and Don Airy. The true blues authority. (laughs) Yes, right. The English (laughs) blues authority, not the L.A. blues authority. (laughs) Well, three of the future Deep Purple. Yes. Mm, That's true. The future. Well, future again. Don Airy... Case. They would Was all it? either join or rejoin Deep Purple after this. Don Airy keying, right? And this keying. looks like... <laughs> no, wait a minute. So Don Airy's on synths and Lord is on Hammond. Okay. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Well stopped. Oh so, the, oh, so they're both on this? Yes. Okay, I think I might. I, that's why I said, wait a minute. I'm like, did I miss that? Are they both doing keyboards on this? Talk about a I power it move. It's like, I'm going to have John Lord, but I just don't know if he can nail it all himself. Bring in Don Airy. <laughs> He's going to back him up. That's what I mean, like well staffed, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, un- unlike uh, Bernie's machine shop here. <laughs> One to two hours late, Dave. <laughs> but he's a rocker. What are you going to do? Cool harmonies again. Yeah, Bernie's really like doubling and harmonizing his parts a lot. I like that. I I yeah. haven't heard him do that a lot. He doesn't do that a lot in Whitesnake, I don't think. 
That seems to be his move here, though. Like on this yeah. album, quite a yeah, bit. Not, not overly often, right? But ever so often. Well, probably harder to convince Mickey Moody. Hey, I'm gonna go overdub some extra guitars for me. Like it's, it's like, whoa, it's not enough classic, with both of us. Uh, classic blues bass in this one. Dum, 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 dum. Yeah, Jack Woke Bruce is killing this it. Morning. Seems to be instrumental. Interesting to have the most traditional blues type song be an instrumental. It's an interesting yeah, right? move. And very harmonized as well. When I listen at like lead work, I always listen for how they end phrases or the entire solo. And he's always on point with yep. the ends. I think it's the hardest. <laughs> yeah. Jack oh, Bruce man, is always he's... lobbying for more uh... nice extended phrasing. <laughs> Only sixteen more bars, and I'll uh, I'll give it back to you, Bernie. Yeah, he kind of extended it around, you know, over the bar of the round, so to speak. It sounded anyway. He's all me, me, me. You <laughs> see, really though, you get the feeling of like a very, very nice man when you listen to him. He's not Ingve, right? Yes. He has no <laughs> pick. He has no pick boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just That's uses sure. the same one for the entire show. <laughs> yeah, the entire year. <laughs> Also, the timing when his uh, uh, his lead work is always cool timing wise. Yeah, great phrasing, great timing. Yep. And not ending on the keynote. That's cool too. Mm, yeah, no, I was like, gonna, I was gonna mention that. I like how we, how we ended on that, on that particular note. Yeah, that's yeah. Suspense. very so like, like the, very the story sad. goes on, and the story goes on, or something. Yeah, yeah there you go. Unresolved. I like it. See, Johnny's got a way of of putting it into words. He does. He's he's I've the met many he, people that have. So I picked up small stuff along the way. You know, uh, people just like weirdos, and they can describe music in a weird way. Like <laughs> this is the clock tower. The song is the clock tower. It's like, it is, in fact, yeah, it is the clock tower. But you don't sure. know how or why. Yeah. Well, John has the, a- the greatest command of the English language out of the three of us, that's for sure. Mm. That's a hard one to take, though. You can never take it. But I do like it. I like the language. <laughs> it's, nice. it's nice to have options. We're just dumb Americans. We can at least, we can, as uh, Brian Regan, I think it's Brian Regan that says that, like, it's like, I know enough English to get by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, Greg always brings that up too but uh, to me I mean the, the Americans I know are pretty bright so I, I'm not like very familiar with this but I have yet to go to the country and then maybe I can tell you about it yeah then you'll see we're all bullshit artists <laughs> or I mean from the stories like from the, the, the lady in Walmart that's a great story the and lady in the scene you would never see that scene in Sweden it's, oh uh, the, the way like, people dress in Walmart 
Never think it was someone in Walmart like, what time is it? Or something like that. <laughs> oh, what would John was saying? <laughs> At the dollar store. <laughs> that would store. never happen in Sweden. <laughs> Very exotic. Very Very exotic. <laughs> That's one yeah, way yeah, to yeah. put it. It wouldn't mm. happen here. Oh, it it wouldn't happen here most places, but at the dollar store, all bets are off. What time is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I almost I almost forgot about that. That was the craziest. Yeah, yeah like, I can't remember. It was one of the um, Black Sabbath episodes with Rye. I just don't remember which one. What you told that story? And I remember they were just like it's like two forty six. Holy shit! <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's what? What was she? Holy shit! She's well, late. What did she have to rush to off to do, man? <laughs> This kind of a sudden realization. Like, wow. <laughs> no, I'm late for something. For what? You don't have a watch. No, I, to this day, I'll never know. Yeah, it was the, it was the <laughs> dollar store like board meeting or something. She's probably the chairman of the board. She was going to be late. Um, all right, Johnny, what do you think of Brief Encounter? Brief Encounter was a cool song with great guitar. I got lost in the guitar. Mm-hmm. So in this song is a different reason for sort of wanted to hear it again because I got a little lost there in the guitar when he got into the really nice cool licks and I started listening oh how is he ending licks oh yeah great oh another great move oh a great move so this was maybe the most like guitar centric tune for me as a listener and it's an album by a guitarist so in due time I guess Uh, I'm gonna have to go four because it did feel ever so slightly cooler and also the fact that they just did the traditional the lazy blue song of yep. the record. Mm-hmm. I've started using that, you know, that expression as well. This was kind of it, but it was it lazy? Yeah. Not really. It was instrumental. Uh, I kind of like, you know, a different take on a standard topic, you could say. And I think this was it. So I'm going to give it a four. All right. Mr. Matola. Um, I'll give, um, I'll give a 3.5 for, with a reason here. Um, is uh, I mean, I think that it could be a four song because this is definitely the blues song. This is what I'm I'm hoping for, at least one track from from Bernie. But the thing that re- really took it away um, was is that everybody was kind of hanging in the back mm-hmm. doing their thing while Bernie was soloing. But Jack Bruce was just really taking focus off of things. He was just doing, he was way too busy uh, during <laughs> some, some parts of the song because you're trying to listen to Bernie just be like, bend a note and do this really kind of bluesy, soulful section. He's going, it's like, all right, you need to stop it. Okay. Yep. It's that was, to me, for me personally, that wasn't time for that. Um, I, I could see if it were a, a, a rockin' song, if you were in the middle of something really high energy, um, high powered, like a fast rocker. Um, I could think of some songs where that's appropriate, but in a song like this, I feel like he he should have just taken a step back and maybe played a little more simply because I don't I don't remember thinking like, wow, John Lord should have settled down in this section. Like I, you didn't even know they were there, really. You know, they, he should have been more of a supporting player. So I have to, I have to take it down a notch because it actually distracted me. Makes sense. I didn't hear him in this one because I was so lost in. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's my way of focusing. It's mm. all or nothing. So it was all guitar for me. I don't yeah. remember m- much else. But if that was the case, yeah, you're probably right. He shouldn't have been busy there, even though I didn't hear it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I it would be it would have been great to hear a little less Bruce and a little more Lord, um, just doing some 
other things, but yeah, I mean, for, for a song that was probably just knocked out really quick and, you know, it's just a standard blues progression. Um, it, it, it certainly is kind of the lazy blues song, but at the same time, uh, you know, a very, very well played. And that's the very thing about every, mm-hmm. every song on this album is just people at the top of their craft putting something down. Even if it's just a one take thing is better than yeah. most people could do if you gave them a month. So, all right. Are you guys ready? Did are you, you ready it? for the penultimate song? Did you rate it? You did, right? Did I? 3.5. 3.5. Okay. Yeah. I might not have said it out loud, though. <laughs> I put it in the spreadsheet. <laughs> you <read laughs> it in your mind. Yeah. Which is the podcast. Yeah. Don't don't worry, it's listeners. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So Are You Ready is the penultimate song. This is the song that uh, John and I were kind of talking about a while back that kind of led us to oh, say okay. we should do this someday. Um, so yeah. here it is, the second to last track. Are you ready? And I did not mention it, of course, because I always forget. But this is Jack Bruce, Ian Pace, John Lord, and Bernie. John Lord on piano and clavinet. So once I see clavinet, I usually get a little excited. It's a bit of the rock and roll honky tonk, you know, elf. Yeah, it could be an elf song. A bit. At least a rhythm principle. <laughs> Jack Bruce. That was awesome. Perfect time. <laughs> perfect time. <laughs> perfect time. I mean, I perfect can't, yeah. So far, I can't argue with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you ready right now? Kind of a good old rocker, isn't it? Yeah. And this is one of those songs that's like, if it was on the Elf album, it would be like, wow, I love this song. And then the next song would sound just like it. And the next song would sound just like it. And you get tired yeah, of it. But uh, with Elf, yeah. when you're throwing it as a one off, it's exciting. Yeah, they haven't done the good old rocker yet. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Oh, too little of that. Nice. Finally, some like B3 action, and then it's 12 seconds. I'm not hearing the clavinet yet unless it comes in at a different section. Yeah, because it tends to be a very audible instrument, right? What's that? The clavinet, it tends to be very audible. Yeah, it's very, yeah, it's very sharp. It usually stands up. It's the closest to White Snake, I think. Yeah. Well. Yep. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. Getting there tighter. <laughs> bit- oh. oh yeah. Talk oh, box he coming brought back, back per his contract. <laughs> I gotta say, it fit quite well there. 
That must have been it. It has to be on two songs on the album. That's why he only threw it in for a few seconds on the other one. But it's 100% funky town now. Yeah, this is great. I like it. Uber groove, you know? It's a groove. It's a double groove. Whatever that would mean. (laughs) (laughs) California loop. (laughs) A little bit. I mean, honestly, this is how every song should end. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Mm. All right. Are you ready? Are you ready to rank this song? Always ready. Like the Boy Scouts. <laughs> That's the motto around here anyway. Always ready. Always ready? Oh. Alltid redo. Yeah. Here it's be prepared. <laughs> which okay, is yeah, kind of the same. mentality. Same idea. Yeah. Oh, maybe actually the exact For me same. it's fuck this shit. <laughs> fuck this shit. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Uh, this song was easier because uh, at the end I was feeling like, okay, I'm not going to be so generous. This is going to be a three. But then they did that thing. Yeah. <laughs> they did that yeah. party thing. It's like, uh, yeah. like, come on. Just, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to go four because it's just uh, that move. Mm-hmm. That move they did. To me as a listener, starting to feel like a bit stingy with my with my numbers. Like, oh, it's a three for this. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> that was great. It's going to have to be a four. That was a good yeah. impression. The party at the end, you know? Yeah. Yep. John? Um, I'm going to give it a four. My first four of the album. Um, (laughs) That's exactly why. No, I, I, no, I think the whole song had this, this good, this good time feeling to it. This, this, this good rocket rocking, uh, type of, um, type of vibe to it and nothing overshadowed anything else. Uh, you got some good vocals, great guitar playing. You got the, the female background vocals coming in. You got a little John Lord, um, ju- just enough to make you want more, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, a funky outro. It was just, uh, it was, I think probably we got one song left, but my, my guess is this will be the best song on the album. I would, uh, yeah, I, I really dug the opener, but yeah, this one is uh, really strong, yeah. but yeah, I give this one a four as well. Really great stuff. Just up, up so much of this album is just very upbeat and, um, happy and happy sort of stuff and 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 this is no exception and i just really love all the all the little frills and things they put in this one it's great um, yeah just a, like a rock out party as well mm-hmm. when you nail that vibe it's gonna be great so the last track up is head the ball this mm-hmm. one features this one looks like it's an instrumental uh jack bruce simon phillips bernie marsden don airy so not a bad lineup on this album this song is no exception, so here we go. I have a little game for this song. Oh, I'm very happy to not be typecasted as the Iron Maiden only guy. <laughs> I talk enough about that band. But in this song, for you Maiden fans that listen to this show, there are a few. Find the Maiden riff. There's a Maiden riff hidden in this song. In this song? I think, Steve, I think Steve might have stolen. So oh. One of the Maiden's biggest tunes as well. Really? All right. Yep. Yeah, yeah it's there. Let me let me see if I can uh, pick it out. I'm definitely not as well versed in Maiden, but here we go. Head the ball. Should be familiar with that track. This is the one song I actually heard. So maybe we were talking about two different songs, not knowing it. Maybe it was this but one because I seem to remember it was an instrumental. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Just have a listen. It's <laughs> in the little police car. Yeah. <laughs> 
little bit heist, you know? Yeah. Nice bass move. Oh, nice. Ah. Uh, right? Yeah. Same producer as well. Well. Chances are he is known as Steel Harris. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cool part, too. Very fusiony. Yeah. Very deep purple New York. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool just going to that going back to that little theme. Very, very fusion-y now. Yep. Yeah, it's very, like, Cobham-esque. A little bit out there with the uh, key on the keyboard as well. Oh, this is cool. Video game, Nate. Video game. Yeah, right? It's a ya- he's playing a Yamaha CS80 and a Moog on this. Most extended soloing on the album for sure. Yeah, right. That's a rocking tone. It sounds like he was just a positive man, doesn't it? Every time he comes in with the melody, it's just like uplifting and. Yeah, he's always. He's always got a smile on his face. He seemed like a happy guy. Except when his boss is beating him at the time clock. Yeah, well. Any other occasion. It's song. China. Very busy. I love it. I like that. Is this this Simon Phillips? Nate, is it Simon Phillips? Yes, yep. Or, uh, yeah, well, that China playing is very cool. Picking up the tempo. Putting like a little flange on the symbols there. Yeah. Filter effect on. Weird, he's he's still keeping the with the with the bass drum and the snare, like fifths on the bass, or an octave perhaps. Yeah, like two notes, I think it. 
sounds like to me anyway. Drums sound right. great on this. Arpeggio is fade is fades in. Here comes the police car back again. That was a pretty ending. Uh, yeah. It's a pretty powerful song. All right. Let's get right into it. John, what do you think of... Now, you guys look quite happy. I thought it would maybe be a song where I had to really, like, defend it and maybe it wouldn't be anyone's cup of tea. But you guys no. look happy too. But I'm still going to defend it and give it a 4.5 <laughs> because I just really like this style, you know. You're going to defend notice. it against nothing. <laughs> against nothing, I guess. I'm just going to further okay. praise it, I think. Let's see what happens. Our, but, our uh, perceived uh, lashback. Yeah, uh, exactly. The, You're the banned from past. the Deep Purple podcast. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> As no. a listener, that'd be really bad. It's definitely my favorite podcast. I think one of them. So that that'd suck. Don't <laughs> ban me, please. I don't think we could, I don't think we have the infrastructure to do that, even if we wanted to. So <clears throat> even if you wanted to. No, but four point five, a great song. And Nate knows I like this kind of stuff. Yeah. The kind of when it goes on an adventure, this arpeggios and this it sounds like a video game, but it's way before video games. So you kind of understand that those Japanese guys, they were listening to Deep Purple and they were listening to this. Oh, yeah. And, and Iron Maiden, if you were Mega Man. So, you know, it <laughs> yep. just kind of, it, it kind of explains things to me as, as, a, as a lover of music, this kind of style. Because that's when it comes together. This is similar to those, uh, when you find out that those sample bass lines in those songs I liked when I was six. That they were from funk songs. Yeah. Oh, okay, it makes sense. Kind of yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so you gotta give it a high rating. I, I probably would have given it a high rating if it was this style and way worse as well. Mm-hmm. You know, just to kind of like say, here I am. <laughs> so, four point <laughs> five. All right, John. Um, I'll give it a four. All right. Um, I um I I really enjoyed it too. I mean, I I like. I like this kind of thing. Um, it did have a, it was a very, it was a very heavy rock and, um, and, uh, yeah, it did get into that fusion territory, but I mean, I like that. It, it didn't get too, didn't get too out there. It didn't um, get super nerdy, right? It was still like, you could catch the melodies. Oh stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, also, I mean, let's think about it too, is, is that all the musicians on here are guys that have done this type of stuff before that we already like. So it's like, I can't imagine that they, would have done this style and been like, ugh, you know, <laughs> gross. <laughs> fair um, point. I don't know if it's a, it's a, um, I think it's a song like, are you ready? I enjoyed it. Uh, like I enjoyed, like I gave them both fours. Um, I don't think it's the same kind of four as are you ready? Um, I'm, I right. think I like that one a little bit better, but I like this because it's like, ultimately it's in my wheelhouse mm-hmm. because you had, um, you had solos, 
Yeah, you had solos. Cool and cool little like <laughs> lead leads and riffs that they little motifs yeah, that and came like, back and little to. hooks like <laughs> you know they kept recurring, right? To kind of like yeah, exactly. The like, song. Yeah, some re- yeah, some really yeah, some really cool stuff that um, that that uh, really just hooked you in, and it's just um, very very complicated. But at the same time, you're kind of following it like you're going like this. You're going like. But you can still follow it, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. that's you're how I've watched the YouTube words. this week for that one, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's me wiggling my fingers like there are a bunch of bunch of flies in front of me. Yeah, like, that's the a, oh, Nats! I hate them. Was the DU episode uh, blocked on YouTube? Yeah, because oh, we couldn't see your dance, right? Oh, that's there right. Was there was an eighth dance. Oh, was yeah. it me doing a dance? Was I doing my Mick Jagger yeah, dance? I don't remember which track. Yeah, Mick Jagger. Yeah. Right, yeah. You could never see it. No one could. Oh, them. boy. Maybe I'll have to just cut that one little segment out and put it on uh, Yeah, just on film yourself in a full-bodied mirror. It <laughs> 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 has to be full-bodied. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my wife's used to that sort of thing. Hey, could you just film me doing a Mick Jagger dance for like 30 seconds? She's like, yep, sure. Here we go. Okay. Yep. She yep. doesn't even ask any questions. <laughs> oh. Yeah. What is the word? She knows. Uh, she knows it's a yeah. It's, it's weathered. It's been weathered. 22 years of this nonsense for her. So um, I will also give this a four. Um, really dug this one a lot. I think it's, the, you know, two, the last two songs are two of the strongest on the album i did i did dig the opener a little more than you two did but um overall just a really solid album from start to finish but yeah um, it was a great closer on the a side right i like that closer and this was a different type of closer yep so they they took advantage of uh, of yeah two two very different yeah a a totally rocking frenetic closer here and then the close of the a side was that you know more epic sort of feel so more epic yeah heavy metal metallica I think we mentioned it was a bit of it there. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit, a little, little Metallica flavor here um, on that song anyway. Um, okay. So while John fumbles with the spreadsheets, um, I will do something, which is to thank our foundation level patrons coming in at the three pound and 50 cent or 50 pence Deep Purple New York tier, we have Lord Longford. At the three pound aromatic feed tier, we have Simon Ford and Richard Brees. At the $3.33 halfway to evil tier, we have Stephen Sharp and Duncan Leesk. And at the $3 nobody's perfect tier, we have Peter Gardeau, Ian DeRosier. Mark Roback, Stuart McCord, Ivan Fieldboo, Runar Simonson, JJ Stenard, Ruinous Inadequacies, John Maselli. Samantha, that's a hickey. <laughs> Michael Boyette and Corey Morissette. Oh, he sounded so heartbroken. <laughs> he was, Is his it? little girl. Had a hickey. Samantha. Oh, that's a hickey. Samantha. Okay, I got it. 
Yeah, is that what are the what are, is there is there a word for that in Swedish? Definitely something that's like something that sounds yucky. So I don't even remember it, but I know what it is. Yes. Yeah, it's a weird I think the thing. Swedish like, name for it is really yucky. I seem to recall. It's yucky. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That anyway, this, you have Swedish listeners. They'll it's have a weird, the word in their head. Yeah, yeah. So our Swedish listeners, let us know what the Swedish word for hickey is. It's a weird. I'd uh, like to know the Norwegian word for it as well. <laughs> Norwegian, okay. <laughs> and Finnish. Even Fjellbo, get back to me. It <laughs> 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 was um, a new theme there, Nate, wasn't it? The frog theme. Oh yes, that's uh, yeah, it's it's fairly new. Uh, the yeah, the Ian, <laughs> the prog frog theme. Yeah. Um, at the one dollar and seventy one cent, I want my own tier. Tier we have. And at the 10 kroner tier, we have Karsten Lau. At the $1 made-up name tier, we have the sad clown of graveyards, Leaky Mausoleum. Stephen Somerville, the Concerto 1999 fanatic. Hank the Tank. Um, Private Eyes, Ashen Lionel. <coughs> Blackmore Tights. Steve Down to Earth Kohler. Zwopper, the Electric Alchemist. Anders Engstrom, Ashley. Rose, ICDC, and of course, we have none other than Derple Purple. <laughs> oh, wait, that's somebody else. <laughs> that's freaking, what's his face? Bjorn Schiffs. That's our, that's our new, um, I forgot to mention this because I thought it was, oh my goodness. Oh my God, folks. Unbelievable. We have, um, usually I say this at the top of the show, but we have, (laughs) yes, we have a new patron and I never know where that sound clip is. So here we go. New patron. New patron. Purple Swede joining us at the $3 and 33 cent halfway to evil tier. Um, tried to actually join at the, um, tried to join at the, uh, at the $3. Nobody's perfect tier, but the, the, the Swedish, what, what's, what's your currency? Krona. The Krona. Crowns. Yeah. yeah the Swedish you crown know, the was doing crown particularly tier. well yeah. at the time of <laughs> the joining. So bumped him up to the three thirty three halfway to evil. Uh, it's not doing well right now though. It's no. Oh, well. well, this was just, no. well, well, it was doing, Better, I guess, a few days ago. <laughs> for the day, I guess. For the day, yeah. It came we, off we can a, only hope. as almost exactly 3.33. So um, Purple Swede says, I discovered Deep Purple as many years ago as Elvis was in this life. And there are not many bands in this world that are close to have the same amount of skills as Deep Purple had as a, uh, uh, has had has had um i discovered the show when you started and i really appreciate the work you've been laying down uh, he says hopefully this text makes sense grammatically and so on purple swede so there you go purple swede purple swede oh gosh that's all i will give you i will give a quick message to purple swede yes so, lila svensk trevligt att du har joinat och betalar som patreon till den här fantastiska podden min favoritpodd all right. <laughs> I don't know what to- I said like you guys are assholes. Uh, you can- <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm on a show with these jerks. I don't know what he jerks. just said, but hopefully <laughs> you know, it was complimentary. These jerks, you know. <laughs> these jerks. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't dare. Not not Johnny Headline. I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't do it. No. Um, 
But yes, yeah, so utilizing uh, as soon as I saw purple swede, I had to utilize uh, blue swede and also the um, uh, the the wonderful late Walter Matthau from um, Grumpy Old Men. Have you ever seen I, that movie? I recognized it. Uh, I've seen like I think I've seen clips of it, and I, I'm familiar with Grumpy Old Men as a title, but uh, it's. Like, I probably f- haven't seen the movie. It's a fantastic movie. One, one, the guys are just of of one of the guys is of Swedish descent. His name, in his fact, his name is Jack Lemmon. Plays John Gustafsson. John Gustafsson, <laughs> not the That's John. The, one Gustafsson. of the few bass players that are better than these guys. Exactly, yeah. one of the very few. Um, probably my favorite bass player, but it's because of you guys. Yeah, he's yeah, he's phenomenal. Yeah. But um, there's this one scene where uh, Walter Matthau says they're just always insulting each other, and he says, he, he says, Gustafsson, you dumb friggin' Swede. So I tried to yeah. clip out his Swede bit from there. So yeah, like the Germans say, the dumme Schweden, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and we call them I don't know something. So I think I got neighboring um, countries. I think I got uh, confused because we had Derple Purple last week and then we were Purple Swede this week. So I think I got confused, but welcome Purple Swede. Sorry we didn't mention Lots it top of, of the show. Scandinavians supporting you. That's great. I know, man. The, the Scandinavians, I think, have, have stepped up at a, um, a, a disproportionate it. rate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the yeah, Swedes just, about that. They just get it. That's what we try to do when it comes to quality music. That's right. Absolutely. Okay, well, it is that time, and you know what uh, we have to do. Take it away, Merms. Well, John's busting out the spreadsheets, and he's fumbling with the tabs. Oops, he sorted it. Lots of new material. I like it. tell what is bad. All right. Val, <laughs> Val. Oh my God! It's our, uh, Ethel Merman. We got her in the studio to do a uh, do a cover for us. Uh, yeah, from Beyond the Grave. From Jesus. Beyond the Grave. All right. <laughs> so, John, how does and about time two stack up in our overall rankings? All right. So, we um we have uh our you and me. Uh, combined rating uh, 7.11 um, and I'll I'll say that let me see my my rating was the was the lowest we had uh, John Johnny's was 3.78 the highest oh. you 3.67 and I come in a meager 3.44 okay so um, yeah our combined rating though was um, get your name out of there Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm changing. I, I realized I had the episode number in as 525, so I just changed it. Is it, it like so. a Google Doc? And you come in yeah, there with yeah, your Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nate was hovering over it, and his name was yeah. blocking the rating. 10, 10.89 combined. But um, in our in our spreadsheet... Um, um, it's um it's in the it's in the lower half but i would say it's up toward toward the halfway point like a little closer to the the upper halfway point which is good and it's um and i always like always say this i always find it interesting it's um between um uh ian gill and share kazoo which is right above it and white snake saints and sinners right below it so bernie next to some white snake i mean i'm sure that it's not uh you know you could you could fling any one of these musicians anywhere and they'll probably land next to a project they were in. But, um, yeah, exactly. I just always find that that's, um, you know, interesting. It is um, interesting. 
And when yeah. you talk about like the combined score for this one is 7.11 and Saints and Sinners is 7.10. So <laughs> when you talk, right. you know, when we talk about all these albums, even the albums that are at the bottom of the, the list are, you know, the, the, the margins are razor thin right now between albums. Yes. And let's see. And uh, let me see for the uh, for our guest ratings. Let's see. Jonathan is right. You know what? We kind of uh, in the in the the guest ratings uh, kind of in the the upper upper toward the middle, but not quite the middle, yeah. kind of like where Bernie's album is. So, yeah, so he's right. Yeah, like yeah. right about in the middle. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was hoping I wouldn't go wild and put it like uh, up at rising or something like that, you know. No, it's, it's <laughs> no, not. It's, it's not. not. You know. Well, sometimes you just been, get excited about an album like and that happens, you know. <laughs> I haven't been reviewing a record before on the show, so mm. I mean, you're always worried, like, oh shit, uh, do I have the gauge right? No. Like the a, gauge, like what the, is the three? answer? Is there's just three there's no me? right answer, you know? It's just like, yeah, but it's also it ended up lower than rising, and that's cool. Then it's all cool. Yeah, I think <laughs> I did. think anyway. It did, hopefully. Yep, it's a little it's lower than rising. Or long live rock and roll actually is probably the best of those. Anyway. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. And again, there's not like this album doesn't have I if anybody's got any reviews of anything of this, sure, send them my way. If there's anything like I don't have anything for like chart position or anything. So um and I, because this album I'm sure was not in the charts. Um but yeah, um Excited about this album, excited to cover, you know, his next mm. solo album in the future. I think it's just amazing seeing an album like this that has the, just the most unbelievable personnel imaginable on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's crazy how th- these guys, th- these albums like this are almost a dime a dozen. It's just like, oh, an album from the late 70s featuring all the best musicians ever. Oh, yeah, no problem. There's probably 25 of them right here. Um, it's just amazing. Yeah, Diamond Dustin, but also like a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Right. And that's why this show <laughs> will last probably. And we're going to have to uh, hand the show off to some younger people someday if there's still any interest in this kind of music. But yeah, yeah so you got another uh, five years in you. Yeah, no, then we can just like uh, we can release the uh, the Deep Purple podcast avatars and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the deep purple po- podcast holograms <laughs> hologram mate <laughs> yeah. AI will it's just fill in our dumb now, jokes 252 <laughs> this episode shouldn't yeah. 260 be 5 years what's up yeah. oh should be right 260 yeah. episode 260 like yeah we'll be yeah we'll be hitting the 5 year mark five in uh, April so <sighs> pretty crazy it's almost part of thunder territory right there yeah, well, yeah, we're halfway, halfway there. Halfway there. <laughs> halfway halfway there. to evil. Well, we'll halfway catch on these days. If well, they miss enough evil, yeah. weeks in the next, like, two decades, maybe we'll catch up with them. <laughs> you never missed one. That's actually remarkable. Not never yet. One. Not yet. Gotta say, it's remarkable. Well, we hope. Five we years. Hope, hope to keep it going. But yeah. So what a streak. Johnny, where can uh, yeah, cool. where can people find you if they uh, well if when they fall in love with you and your amazing insight? Where when can they, they find you? What other shows are you on? On this network, we got the uh, so far so pod so what the transatlantic state of the art speed metal podcast, also the Megadeth podcast, the one, the one the, like yours. It's unbelievable the, that nobody did a Megadeth podcast. Yeah. Huh. Well, like, what's your jingle again? It's the the first and the only. First and only. Yep. Is yep. it right? The first and only. And I thought and for sure when we started that I'd have to, to change it within like first. a few weeks, but still. <laughs> to just the first. Still no other right. one. 
still the first. But yeah, anyway, that's the Megadeth one. And then uh, Made in to Z has been going on for a bit now. Not five years, but we're at like 150 episodes. Yeah, nice. it's been going for a while. And uh, when I hear from someone and they're like, I've started binging from the start, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that's an ordeal. Lot, yeah. yeah, every but, podcaster yeah, but, has that reaction. Like, but every, anyone, yeah, yeah, like, what any one I of say? us, I'm sure, that's found a podcast we really love has done that. But then you hear yep. somebody doing it to yes. your podcast, you're like, oh, don't do that. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it. Uh, on the same network, should be easy to find. If you want to find me, uh, you got my name, at least on the YouTube version of this. So you can look me up. <laughs> Fingers crossed. That's about it. It doesn't get banned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's see. Let's see if we get passed. But anyway, yeah, it's been great to been to have been back on. Yeah, on my probably my favorite podcast. I think it might be. Oh, I, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to be all um, <laughs> hyperbolic, but it could be. Oh, we, it's a great podcast. Oh, well, we appreciate it, man. And, and uh, now it's one week that I already know, so it's kind of a minus for me. But <laughs> nice to catch back. Uh, imagine how I feel. Um, well, we've always <laughs> appreciated your friendship and your kind words, and um, lo- love the things that you do, and uh, love the insight. Love chatting with you on a daily basis, mm. and just you—you you have such a, a great. Um, I've learned so many great. Uh, terms from you and just kind of ways of thinking about music in a different way that's just always been really good and I'll enjoy hearing the music that you're making and just so much fun just I always think of just things that you've uh, enlightened me to like what is the dinosaur riff dinosaur riff yeah Very like important. that's just it's just a riff that sounds like a dinosaur walking and you're like oh yeah walking like in. it's just like right off the bat I know what you what you mean and <laughs> it makes something that's like I've always known that but I never had a term for it you know. There's always a cousin involved, right? There's always a cousin involved is another one, yeah. yeah. So no, Anyway, likewise, likewise. Yeah, well. It's an ongoing, beautiful friendship. An ongoing, yes. yeah, mutual appreciation society here, so. Yes. yes. Well, John and John, thank you so much. Um, folks, we'll be back at you again next week. Thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, we'll be uh, visiting you again with another uh, another hot topic. So, see you next week. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Deep Purple Podcast. If you like what you hear and would like more episodes in the future, please donate on Patreon to support the show. You can also leave us a review in Apple Podcasts to help new people discover the show. You can follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for show updates. See deeppurplepodcast.com for more details. Thank you for listening. Yeah, what what was his surname, Marcus? Marcus Samuelson. What's up, John? Oh, hey, don't let me interrupt. (laughs) (laughs) We were just starting the food podcast without you. Yeah, the food podcast. Yeah, yeah, I heard. Garlic, you're breaking my heart. Sweet.